Hey everybody, welcome back to the Castaway Consultants where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing past players because we're doing another edition of our Rewind series. Today we're talking about the post-merge of Season 21, Survivor Nicaragua, the memeiest season of Survivor to ever meme. And of course, as always, I'm Ryan Stacey, a resident Survivor superfan, and I'm joined by uh, my fellow consultants. We have Derek Kubacek. Man, the memeiest season that ever did, in fact, meme. And I still have five seasons to go, but i it's so unlikely that this gets usurped. It won't get usurped. As Ryan introduced me, I'm Derek Kubitschek. I had never seen this season before. I reminded everybody in the pre-merge portion of the podcast, I did know the winner. Confirmed. But I have to say, this is probably the one time that if you haven't seen 21... You might enjoy this season better if you are spoiled on the end. Other than that, I'm excited to talk about all the things I didn't know, all of my feelings about the journey to the end, and of course, to hear feedback from all of you. And then we have Josh Wessler. Hello, everybody. Uh, yes, I watched this season uh, a couple years ago, so I'm only watching the, as mentioned before, in the our pre-merge podcast. Uh, I only watch our premiere, our merge, and our finale here. Uh, and I actually, fun fact, was spoiled on this winner by someone here in this podcast. Who hadn't seen that season. Yep. And to be yep. fair... I think this 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 whole thing can be blamed on me because clearly I spoiled this for Derek at some point in our friendship who then actually spoiled it for Josh. It was a whole chain of spoiling. So I think we could say this is safely my fault. Yeah, one bad apple spoiled the bunch yep. and it, it started with Ryan. So uh... I'll take responsibility <laughs> for this one. And, and Josh, yeah, we, we were hanging out at one point and uh, Derek mentioned a name. Uh, we'll just say that. And that name stood out to me uh, because he mentioned that, oh, yeah. It's crazy because this person, you know, won a season or whatever. I don't even know what con the context was. Oh, I do. What was it? The context was we had just started this podcast. And so we were going through who I was spoiled on and who I wasn't spoiled on. And Ryan oh. sort of semi-foolishly asked the question, well, you know, which winners do you think you know about? And I just started racking off a bunch of names and I and at, accidentally... the, and at this time I had what probably I probably had like <laughs> five or six seasons left out of everything, which was probably like I don't know, like twenty through twenty six. You were roughly. in the middle of this season. Yeah, you were watching Nicaragua. You were in the middle of Nicaragua at the time. <laughs> you were like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Oh no!" So there's just some fun little inside baseball, you know. But that yeah. that was uh, I spoiled Josh on the winner of Nicaragua, and for my part, I am sorry. I'm also sorry. Yep. So I did know going into like Final Tribal and everything who was going to win. But kind of like Derek, like I, I had some doubts because I'm like, um, maybe this person comes back to play. I don't know. It's more maybe like you're watching that it person's only one. And you're like, how? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just the, the reading of the votes at the end was just wild. Yeah. Too. Just like, what? <laughs> it's quite the roller coaster this season. The point of this podcast is there are 42 scenes of the Survivor now. If you don't have time to rewatch them all, though you should try and make time for it, we're here to tell you which ones are must-watch Survivor, which ones you should make some effort to try and watch. So before we get into any spoilers, gentlemen, now that we're done with Survivor Nicaragua, is this must-watch Survivor? <laughs> I guess I guess I'll kick it off. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't sound so sure of yourself there, Derek. No. You should, though. It's fun. I need to be forthright. I feel like this is the kind of 
season of survivor that was custom made for someone like me not that it's my favorite season of survivor it not you know i wouldn't even say generally close we'll get to rankings at the end but it's <laughs> not even say generally it, close. It, it, it's so different and so wild and so zany and it, it i don't know it's like Ben and Jerry's invented their own flavor of ice cream and they called it Survivor Nicaragua <laughs> and you don't you can't quite place it. So no, it's not must watch Survivor, but if you want to consume some Survivor that is so radically different from anything else you've ever seen on Survivor, you need to watch this. It it exists. It's canon. You can't undo yep. the effect that Nicaragua has had on the series as a whole. So no, but you compared it to the gas leak season of community. Yes, it, it is the gas leak season of community. It's the season of new girl where Jess is gone. Like it, it happened. You just don't ever think about it, you know, <laughs> but I will. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think about it all the time. Josh. I mean, I'm just going to say no, <laughs> kind of like in the pre-merge where it's like, yeah, then you can have the inside joke of the medallion of power. It's like, now you can see survivors chase rice, you know? Uh, so it's, it's just kind of there. Like Derek said, if that's a good enough reason for you to watch it, sure. Strategy wise. No, <laughs> no, like, no, like there might be even a little bit of a, what not to do if you want to take something from yeah. that, but it's it's stuff that we've kind of in principle seen before in seasons 19 and 20. Yeah, this is not must watch Survivor to kind of spoil my rankings. I like this season, but it's the last season I like. <laughs> if you're going to go like if we're going to split the seasons, I like and I don't like this is the closest season I it's like to the don't like. <laughs> this is the, this is in uh, the second from the bottom tier. Yes, it's it's a wild ride and it's kind of insane. So. You know, if you like Gabon, which is another train wreck season, you will probably like Nicaragua. They're 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 kind of like sibling seasons, I would say. They're different, but they they have a lot of similarities, and they're both train wrecks. They're they're the two most train wrecky seasons. So if you like that kind of thing, check Nicaragua out. If you hated Gabon, you'll probably hate Nicaragua, to be honest. So you know, do that information what you will. Yeah, and uh, definitely stick around because I'm interested to see where you guys rank. Yeah, the this. rankings are going to be. I wild. have seen quite a few other like just like people in the survivor community who rank this in their bottom three if not dead last i've seen multiple people with this dead last. i believe dalton and ross that was had surprising this, to me dalton ross had this dead last until 39 came along i believe yeah there's 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 defenders of this season there's people who say this is like the worst season ever there's people who are like us who are like well that exists so, you know, watch it for yourself and you make your own call. Do with, I, do with that as you will. But it's not must watch survive. I, I almost feel like we can't talk about this anymore without getting into the spoiler yep. section. Spoiler alert. Get out of here. Three, two, one. Fabio wins. <laughs> Mr. Judson himself. I said it at the top of the podcast. I'm going to say it again. This is the one season of Survivor that I've seen where I would have rather known the winner at the beginning. Sure. Because... I think that if I had not, it would have been hard to convince me to go back and watch it a second time through because I'd have been so confused and so displaced mentally and maybe emotionally. Uh, so I, I'm so excited that I got to experience this the way that I did. It is so memefied that I have a hard time doing anything with this. I can't grade this on the same way sure. because I couldn't experience it the same way that all of you Survivor Superfans who've been watching since it aired, I can't experience uh, Nicaragua the same way that you guys did. And it was an experience. I, I kind of wish that I could have I, so it could be shared between us, but for someone fresh and now, th this, was a, this was a grand old time. It was 
in the era of memes, this is the greatest meme. So should we, let's do a quick refresher of the cast and our winner picks before we jump into things proper. Um, so there's 12 people left, four members of the old person tribe, the geriatric tribe, and eight of the young bucks. So uh, the eight young people come back in. You have Alina Wilson, a student from California, an art student from California. Brenda Lowe, a paddleboard company owner from Florida. Nianca Mixon, a PE teacher from Los Angeles. Kelly Shin, a nursing student from Arizona. Benry Henry, Ben Henry, a club promoter from Los Angeles. Sash Lanahan, a real estate broker from New York City. Chase Rice, a professional race car jackman and definitely not a famous country singer uh, from North Carolina. Fabio Berza, a student from California. And then our four geriatric members, we have Marty Piambo, a tech executive from California. Jane Bright, a dog trainer from North Carolina. Dan Lembo, a real estate executive from New York. And Holly Hoffman, a swim coach from South Dakota. Those are our 12. To go over the winter picks, uh, Derek, you started with Jill. I started with Jill. And you've since moved on to Alina. I moved on to Alina. It's going to last me a long time. Really long time. Josh, you started with Sash and you still have Sash. And I still do. I started with Tyrone, which failed miserably. Um, And then I moved on to Marty, which was a move that I made. Great success with him. We'll We'll see how that goes. But yep. So we're doing great so far. Derek and I have already lost one. And Josh is still in it, though, so we'll, we'll see how this goes for him. Anyone who does well with the winner pick on this season, you are also a meme. Congrats. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> it make, you know what? Out of, and out of the three who uh, make it that far, uh, it makes sense that Sash was uh, my pick. Yep. Yeah, it absolutely does. That's, that's a fair pick, sir. All right. You guys ready to jump into these? Let's go. Yeah. All right. The Merge episode, episode 8, Company, will be arriving soon. So at the Merge, Nyanka and Brenda are back together. And have one of probably the tighter alliances at this point. The two of them want to get back together. They want to work together. And the plan right now is Alina and Marty are the next to go. Okay. Well, I guess we can skip these first two episodes because that's exactly what happens. Cool. We're done. Thanks, Survivor editors, for really disguising this one for us. Um, We also get Chase and Jane bonding. This is the first time they met. And they're both from uh, North Carolina. So bonding over what state you're from. That's 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 a good move. I think if I was on a season with a fellow Minnesotan, I'd definitely try and work with them just because, hell yeah, dude, Minnesota. I think I'd have a hard time working with Dr. Peter, but... Uh... Maybe. Dr. Peter might be tough. <laughs> but, you know, uh, some of the other, the, the very few Minnesota players. It's more like uh, like the Midwest Grand. Like, I would be more likely to be able to bond with them yeah. just, just by understanding the culture a little bit better. Sure. Oh, boy. Here we go. Nyanka decides to make tortillas for everybody. They're going to make some tortillas. So since she's cooking, she's last to get a tortilla, and she gets the smallest one. She gets pissed. Uh, Hurricane Nyanka is hitting. She decides to bury the flour in in the earth. She buries it alive and, and steals food. And, and Holly sees this. It doesn't really say anything. Just kind of like, why is she putting flour in her bag and walking away? That's weird. I kind of like that she doesn't say anything. Yep. Let her let her dig her own grave. Now, granted, I don't think that Nayanka can sink lower socially at this point, so this comes to no surprise to anyone, especially when it does See, come to light. I disagree. I, I think, think she so? does. So let's do this now. All right. Um, <laughs> so every season, usually I, I, I do this after the first the first boot of the merge. We talk. Uh, I like to rank the players from most likely to win to least likely to win. Um, so we'll do that now. So Alina is going to go home on this first episode. She's not included on this, but everybody else is because I believe you just got to get through this first episode. Everything else is secondary. So 
This is kind of interesting because I think the top two is kind of a tie and it would depend on who the third person was, but it's Holly and Jane. I think those two win against everybody else and if they're at the end together, it depends on who the third person is because that takes a vote away from somebody. So I have Holly and Jane tied. Then the rest of them go Brenda, Fabio, Chase, Sash, Benry, Purple Kelly, Marty, Dan, Nayanka. Now, caveat here, because the, the bottom three, Marty, Dan, and Nayanka, I think those three are have virtually no chance unless they go to the end together. I'm not 100% convinced that Nayanka would lose that. I think prior to stealing the food, I think she would have won that. And then I think she still had a chance up until the point where she quits the game, obviously. I think she could still beat Marty and Dan because she does have people who like her. Marty, less so. Dan people like, but like nobody wants to give him the money because he's rich. So, yes, Nayanka can sink lower, and yet I still think she has a shot to win. The minimalist shot, but I think she still has it. And it's one of the reasons that this uh, season is so enigmatic in so many ways, because I think I agree with your bottom three. Uh, if we're excluding Alina, I think if, you know, at this point in the episode, Alina is very high on that list, and that's sure. one of the reasons that she goes home. But, yeah, I, I think that Nayanka is one of the stronger strategic players, but this is also a very unstrategic move. It, it's a horrible social move that will lose you a lot of strategic ties. If Nayanka does not steal food and if she doesn't quit, she could win this game. It's possible. <laughs> At least for one more episode. Possible meaning that it's a non-zero chance. Yes. I don't know what that percent actually is, but she's been doing this type of yeah. thing. Obviously not to this extreme, but she's been doing this the entire game. It's just been in small doses and very targeted towards certain people. So like, she loses those individual votes one at a time. Yep. It's the big events like this that it's just like, okay, everyone's on the same page now. Nayanka, good luck. Yeah. So Nayanka talks to Alina, and because everybody's talking about how Alina's going next. And Nayanka tells Alina, yeah, probably next. Nayanka is thinking like, hey, if I tell Alina this, she'll vote for me on the jury. So she's kind of thinking sometimes. Yeah. Jury management, never too early to start. And so Alina's kind of pissed off. And it's kind of like the scene where you tell someone they're dying and they, all, they, they you go get drunk together. And instead, they just go eat the stolen food together. That's the kind of the vibes got me. Alina's like despondent. Like, I'm going to eat the stolen food because they're going to vote me out anyway. <laughs> it's one of those times. If you're Alina, you know, you could rat her out and try and get everything shifted to Nayanka. Basically pull the, like, you can't keep letting her get away with this. Yes. You, you know, you can vote me out next, but you have to do Nayanka today. This is a travesty. She's wronged all of you. Instead, she's just kind of like, I'm just rearranging, you know, deck chairs on the Titanic. I might as well play myself the soft song on the way out. <laughs> yeah, you need to do more here. Yes. Like, never just roll over and consider yourself out of the game. There's always more that you might be able to do. So at this point, the tribe is starting to realize all this stuff is missing, like food. She, she hit some other stuff, too. It's all gone, very mysteriously. And Holly's like, hey, Nayanka, where'd you take the flour that you put in your bag earlier? Whoops. <laughs> and the whole thing just blows up, and Nayanka just storms off. But eventually, she's going to come clean and return everything. Drags Alina firmly under the bus with her. Reveals that Alina knew about it and ate some of the food. But Nayanka's alliance, like Brenda and Sash, they still want to keep her in the game because she's the perfect person to take to the end. Yeah. Good Good on them for realizing this. And a small, very small kudos to uh, Nayanka for just chucking Alina under the bus with her. It's the, it's the only thing you can do at that point. Yeah, misery loves company, guilty by association. You know, pick your, uh, pick your idiosyncrasy, pick your cliche. You can find one. Yeah. 
Immunity challenge. One man and one woman, are they're going to win. It ends up being Fabio and Jane are safe. And kudos to Jane on that one. Yep. She just decided she wanted to beat Fabio just because. Yeah, Jane decided, like, I, even after she won immunity, she's like, I, I want to beat the guys, too. She stays in the challenge just to prove a point. And who knows if she actually would have because Fabio just, once once he won, he just let it go. Yep. But eh, Technically, Jane was the last person standing in the challenge. So, yeah, props. Jane wants Marty out because, obviously, those two hate each other. Sash kind of sticks his neck out there because he did make a promise to Marty in the previous episode, like, hey... I said if he gave me the idol, we would protect him for two votes. And this is the second one. So can we can we not do Marty tonight, do him next time, and we'll do Alina this time. So Sash sticks his neck out just to keep his word. Yeah, if Sash puts hard enough, you know, why, why fight it? Like, sure, Alina can go. Nobody's got any real ties to her. It doesn't really matter. The only thing, if you're one of Sash's alliance members or, you know, one of the voting blocks that is planning to work with Sash for this vote... You need to start wondering why he's pushing so hard. You need to know that it's jury management, and I believe that they all do know that. So at this point, I have to assume that no one is planning on letting Sash get to the end. So if that is, in fact, your plan not to bring Sash to the end, you can, you can let him jury manage and pick the jury all you want because he's not going to make it. But maybe if you're, uh, if you're Brenda and you know, you're Jane, you can push a little bit harder. Be like, no, Marty is the more strategic player right now. He's got a very loud voice, and he might just make enough good points to switch some votes. So maybe they should push harder for Marty, but this is the merge vote. No tested battlegrounds. If someone wants to stick their neck out far enough, it's probably not going to be me. So I- I'm I'm good with it. Don't push hard for anybody here. Just make sure it's not you. So we're going to go to Tribal Council, where Marty calls out Jane for being a huge threat. You know, she's got a great story. If she gets to the end, Marty will vote for her. Yeah, uh... You know, I think this hurts Marty more than helps him, but he's right. He's right. But, I, you know, I, you got to play it a little cooler, I think, Marty. I don't blame Marty for doing anything because he was also on the chopping yeah. block. And just because he didn't maybe sink his teeth into the fact that, like, Fabio, for sure, was on board with voting out Nayanka for stealing the food. And he was dogging on her the whole time, which I don't think is necessarily a good thing for Fabio. Marty had committed to trying to shift the vote to Jane, even though Alina was kind of the target of the whole group. So, you know, maybe Marty should try to be less influential, but I don't think that he believes that he's safe. Yeah, which is fair. It's going to be uh, 10 votes for Alina, 2 votes for Marty. Probably should have been Marty, but it's a fine move either way. They're both dangerous players. Yep. I'm, I'm good with it. I, if, if they say Alina's better, then I say Alina's better. Especially when they're not going to lose any power. So, yeah, Marty can go next. It's a good move for Sash. He gets his way. Josh, who did you have for best player of the episode? So remember that this is my original awards uh, from a couple of years ago. I gave it to Holly. She did well at the merge, I guess. Well, <laughs> uh, and she's but, the one who called out Nayanka. Re- yeah, the the main thing was the uh, being able to out Nayanka. Uh, but it it, it is. I'm, I know I'm arguing against myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's hard to give her a ton of credit just because Nayanka just kind of blows up uh, on herself. But she does kind of just. Uh, light the light the match for that entire situation. Uh, that was really the only thing that I had there for her, um, but I gave it to Holly. I had Sash because he kept his word to Marty uh, and knocked out Alina. So, you know, it, this was just a, a good all-around move for Sash. He got his way. Yep, I agreed. It was Sash. I thought the Alina vote was fine for everyone, and then I thought it was actively good for Sash and his desire to do some jury management. So, and, and he still has uh, Marty's idol. So, you know, all of that, and he still has some hardware in his pocket. So, got to give it to him. Yeah, and technically, according to his original 
promise, if you want to uh, call it that, he's fulfilled it. Yep, he, he's clear. Uh, he let Marty stick around for two votes. Worst player, Josh, you got. Uh, do we need to say it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's Nayanka. Yeah. You know, dishonorable mention I'm going to go with uh, to Alina. I know that she went out here, uh, but do something. Like, d- first of all, don't go off and eat the food with Nayanka yeah. unless you're going to be throwing her under the bus. But you had plenty of opportunity here to just have it not be you that's going home. So, yeah, uh, easy slam dunk, Nayanka. Yep, I also Nayanka stealing food, getting caught, being abrasive. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to say. Easy peasy. All right, so Derek, your new winner pick was Alina. She's gone. It was a good run. Uh, yeah, a whole episode. Uh, who is your new winner pick? 11 people left. Who you pick? Yeah, so... When I was trying to pick a new one, at least we were able to do it after the first vote after the merge. So I got to see some new battle lines drawn. I got to see new majorities. We got a little bit of voting block talk. I landed on Holly. I felt like she is burning very few bridges. Uh, She is a completely new contestant from where she was when Jimmy Johnson basically had to talk her back into the game. She's got plenty of options going forward. And I mean, I I already said she's not burning bridges, but everybody seems to like her, which means that she's going to be in the know for pretty much everyone as long as they trust her. And I believe they do. So I I landed on Holly. Solid pick. I think the only person who's got a problem with her, and to be honest, is Dan, because she stole his shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. If you trust that Dan's actually doing anything. Yeah. Well, he's holding grudges. That's one thing Dan is doing. (laughs) Great gameplay. Okay, episode nine, running the camp. So Marty, he's got got an idea. He forms a plan with Dan, Benry, and Fabio. They want to leak out that the plan is to take out Nayaka because, you know, she stole food. And they want, because Nayaka has an idol. They want to trick her into playing her idol and knock that out of the game. But they actually want to take out Jane because she's a huge threat. So they plan, they got four right there. And they plan to pull in Breda and Sash to make it happen. That's six. Boom, you got the numbers. Marty is a dangerous player. <laughs> Chase is actually a little nervous with Brenda because they, they were put on a separate tribes at the swap. Now they're back together, and Brenda isn't talking to Chase as much, which is a really bad move on Brenda's part. Brenda, I think, is kind of arrogant. She's got some chops for the game, but she she thinks everyone should be at her level. She doesn't quite understand that. No, you have to like play down to people and make your alliance comfortable, and she does not get that. Chase is not comfortable. Make Chase comfortable might be annoying for you to do that, and Chase might be bothering you, but too bad. It's not going to be easy the whole time. You know, okay, Ryan, you can help me out with the name of the person who did this on Token Chains, but, like, when you come back together and you've got an alliance that you've supposedly worked out, you need to touch base with them and make sure that they feel comfortable. Brendan. Brendan. Brenda? Brenda? What is it with names that start with B-R-E-N-D-A? Uh, oh, Brendan. <laughs> so you need to make sure that Chase is comfortable with you and that you you know, you know, are as strong as you were when you broke apart, even if it's not true. So we've seen this before. We've seen this as soon as season 17 before this. Uh, so you got to make sure that your alliance, especially if they are your true alliance, feels comfortable with you. Otherwise, things can start to fall apart at the seams. You might get voted out at 10th place. <laughs> Which is not this episode, but it's coming. And uh, I think uh, a really good comparison, just the way that uh, Ryan described Brenda, I feel like her and Sash are a very similar type of player, thinking that they're above everyone else and thinking that they're just dominating the game in that manner. And because of that, you're going to forget about the simple things, the the building blocks of Survivor, the those relationships of how people are going to be thinking about you just based on how you're talking with them and just progressing through the game with or without them. It's an interesting observation because they did a lot of their strategizing together. So they kind of matured in 
to their present survivor players at the same time they kind of suffered from uh, like groupthink. Yeah, exactly. I think they their game suffered because they played together. Where if you have two people who think they're above everybody else, they're going to build off each other and feed off each other. So I think that's exactly right. Brenda is going to win immunity though. So uh, they are the swing votes. They can either take out Jane or Marty. Uh, it's up to them. We're going to go to tribal council. Fabio and Marty both get into big arguments with Bianca, and I think this is kind of a ploy to make her player idle, make her feel unsecure. Uh, it's not going to work. She doesn't play her idol. It's going to be seven votes for Marty, four votes for Jane. Honestly, I think this was the right move. I do think it was the right move to get rid of Marty because he's such a dangerous player. But I want to say this is really bad for Nayaka because now I don't think she can win the game because it's her and Dan at the bottom, and I think everyone else can beat them. It's good for her alliance, but her individually. We're going to get to the final five at one point, and uh, a certain player is going to say, oh, well, you know, it's not a group game anymore. It's not about alliances. It's about individuals. The entire post-merge is about an individual's game and, you know, what works for you in the moment, what works for you next time. You know, there there are pieces that move. For Nayanka individually, I agree with Ryan. I, th- I think this is awful. I think Marty was the only one who had rubbed enough people the wrong way to maybe put votes in her direction. I think with Marty gone, her best chance is a final two with Dan, yep. and then it's a spite vote because Dan is loaded. And even then, she might not get it. Yeah, she might. Dan Dan could definitely beat Nayanka in a final two. That's 100% possible. Th- that would be a pure money spite vote. That'd if be Nyanka a fun w- final two. <laughs> We're here for this Marvel What If episode. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the only issue that I have with it is I do think that it this was a good opportunity to try to get rid of her idol. So you, you kind of had a plan in place uh, where you could get rid of it. Now you don't have that buffer of Marty to go home. So and what happens if she ends up playing it or if she uses it in some other way because Nyaka's the ultimate wild card. So now that now it just gets a little bit more complicated. Brenda and Sasha have too much faith and trust in Nyanka, and that's going to bite them badly. I, I would bet like Sasha and Brenda don't want Nyanka to play her idol because they think they can get it her to play it on them later. And they, yeah, they they they're underestimating Nyanka. Yeah, or like keeping power in their core yeah. alliance. So for best player, I had Jane because she took out her biggest rival. I had Brenda because I felt like people were leery toward her, and she won immunity and it gave her some safety and it gave her the ability to make another another decision and i do believe that her and sash made ultimately the correct decision even if it wasn't the best way of going about it which i do agree with past josh said jane i feel i feel like it's worthy enough to give it to her since she took out her biggest rival i don't like when someone this early in the post merge is so just narrow focused on one individual person because now what and that's yeah, what's going to come next. Now, now you're probably the biggest threat, at and, least. And that was my biggest thing, keeping from giving it to Jane, was she's been, like, headhunting Marty since halfway through the pre-merge. And when you have that kind of hyper-focus, I mean, maybe if you're going against Russell Hans, that works for you in the final Tribal Council, even if you fail. Uh, but, I, I don't know, you can't be that tunnel vision that that with the blinders on so tightly yep. for that long so that was my big thing with jane but brenda also was really bad at making chase feel comfortable so we cannot I, give it to yeah, brenda. oh oh she you know she's not she's not super great for worst player uh, i had nayanka because she fought with fabio and marty and then voted out marty but one of the only people she could probably beat, possibly beat. oh yeah i agree it's nayanka 100 i also said nayanka so bad news for me is i lost my winner pick again so marty's out Past Ryan, which is how we always do this, moved on to Brenda because it seemed like she was controlling the game the most. Nowadays, I probably would have switched to Sash just because Brenda is more of a threat than Sash is, at least that's the perception. So I probably would have switched over to Sash, but I I locked in on Brenda. 
I would agree that Sash would be a better pick than Brenda at this point. Team Sash. No, Team Brenda. Episode 10 is stuck in the middle. Brenda and Sash are running the game, and nothing could possibly mess that up in this episode. Oh, wait, Holly and Jane are like, huh, Brenda's a threat. We should maybe take her out. And so they get pretty much everybody else on board. Um, Nayanka included Nayanka is like, fine with it. She's like, yeah, let's take out Brenda. It'll be fun. The only person who doesn't really want us to do this is Chase. Because Chase is, uh, wants to take out Nayanka, basically. Because he's paranoid that she doesn't want to work with him anymore. But yeah, Chase doesn't want Brenda out because he's in love with Brenda, basically. At least that's how it's fed to us. Yeah. So before the reward challenge, it's, it's kind of rainy out and windy. So the camp decides to protect their fire by putting these wooden chests they got in the merge all around the fire to protect it from the wind. Let me reiterate. These chests are made of wood. What could possibly go wrong? What does wood do? It floats. Wait, no, that's not what we're going for this time. It burns. So when the losing team comes back from the reward challenge... Part of their shelter has burned down, including their tarp. Tarp's got big holes in it. Have we seen this one or two times? Just once in the Amazon. In, in Amazon, yep. And okay. this wasn't as bad as the fire of the Amazon, but this was much stupider. Uh, than classic. The Amazon. Yeah. Chase, Jane, uh, Purple Kelly, Nayanka, and Fabio, they win rewards. So they're going to go volcano surfing. But while on reward, Nayanka and, and Fabio actually agree to work together to take down Brendo. We get, like, some patching things up. They both want Brenda out. One of the most unlikely alliances I would have expected at this point. Agreed. There's also this hilarious moment where Chase turns to Purple Kelly and goes, you don't talk much, do you? She's like, no, it's kind of weird, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's the meta. It's the meta. He knew. Jane's going to win immunity again, so we can't get rid of Jane. Chase tells Brenda, hey, everyone's coming for you. You're next. And for some reason, Brenda refuses to scramble. She, she is above scrambling. She's got too much pride to scramble. I find Brenda to be kind of insufferable, I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, I, I'll throw it out there. I think Brenda is very insufferable. So this drives me up the wall. It's actually worse because we learned in the reunion show that she had actually talked about voting out Sash instead of her. And then Sash found out about it. And then she was like still expecting Sash to play his idol on her. It, uh. I don't know. My brain hurts. The The phrase is, you better scramble like an egg before you get folded like an omelet. And Ooh. she did not do that. She refused to do it. Uh, and yeah, you're right. You know, if you play a little inside baseball retrospective analysis, yeah. we find out that Brenda had concocted a plan to take out Sash. She had talked to Nayanka about this, and Nayanka spilled the beans to Sash. So we knew that Sash was absolutely not going to play the idol yep. for dramatic purposes obviously they kind of left the audience in the dark in the moment i do think from an edit perspective that was the right choice yeah um but if you get found out if nyanka spills the beans you can still go to that plan with anybody to anybody else like hey at least try and flush sash's idol you know you can still target me but at least try to flush his idol and there's always a chance he doesn't play it and either way it's out of the game Brenda doesn't do anything. She just, like, sits there and takes it. Just because you're not paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. And I think that makes it even worse when she brings it up later in Final Tribal. Just like, why didn't you do more to save me? It's like, mm, what? No. Do more yourself to save yourself. Do something to save yourself, Brenda. <laughs> do something, pokes with <laughs> stick. So it's going to be eight votes for Brenda, one vote for Nayaka, one vote for Bednary. Uh, Purple Kelly was left out of the vote. Um, and she just tossed one on Benry. Poor Benry. Yeah, what did Benry do? So the question is, should Sash have played his idol on Brenda? No, because Brenda was coming for him at some point. So no, with the, with the information we know in hindsight, maybe maybe without that information we learned at the final or the reunion show, maybe. 
play the idol on. But knowing what we know, no, absolutely not. Seth should not have played his idol. I'm going to keep the idol. The only thing I could say that might have made it a good move is at least it takes the target off your back. But she was coming for him at some point during the day. So, no. And so when I was thinking about this, I had to think about it in terms of no plot to take out Sash, right? From that perspective, I still think if I'm Sash, I hold on to that idol because it is an individual game now, and I don't know that Brenda staying safe for one more tribal puts you in any better of a position. Like, yeah, you've got one more person that you can confer with, but the powers that be outnumber him and Brenda. At least as one person, he can be a little bit more agile, a little bit more nimble, and... To that effect, we're going to find out that he is able to do that very clumsily, but he still manages to do it. You know, to win a million, you have to make it to the end. It's just doing it with a winning game. Different discussion. So I think it is the right move for him to hold his idol, regardless of knowing about Brenda's plan or not. Ultimately, it's the right move, but I do think that this is the beginning of the end of his game. Uh, We got it in the kind of like the recap at the beginning of the finale, where... You know, he loses all of his Alliance members, just bang, bang, bang. Some not entirely under his control. Right. Uh, but those are the things that cause him to need to do, make the strategic moves that just really burn people instead of just, you know, voting people out along the way. So that's not a strong enough case to play your idol for, for someone who potentially is going to come for you. But maybe see if there's a different uh, way that you can go about it. Uh, Derek, who'd you have for best player of the episode? I had Holly. Uh, she was kind of the uh, the catalyst and the instigator for rounding everyone up to vote out either Sash or Brenda and ended up targeting Brenda, which I think was the right move because of Sash's idol. So for being that catalyst and having good enough social ties with everyone and getting it done and proving post-merge that she is someone to be reckoned with, I gave it to Holly. She's starting to show her colors. Interesting, because I, I would say that's pretty much a 50-50 split between Holly and Jane. Maybe, maybe a 60-40 to Holly, so maybe a little bit more Holly. But those are the two I give this credit to. I ended up giving it to Jane because throw on that that she won immunity. So Jane was my best. Hmm. But honorable mention to Holly for sure, but that's why I gave it to Jane. Interesting. Well, past Josh gave an honorable mention to Holly, but I ended up giving it to Chase because he decided to flip on his, you know, budding romance, uh, yes. let's call it, with Brenda. Um, being he able did to know like, he couldn't save her, so he did flip on her, yes. Yeah, that's true. So I gave him enough credit for that. Uh, what have I still given it to him? I don't know. But since I gave Holly an honorable mention, I guess that means I'm just, I'm siding with Derek here. Yes, and to, and to Ryan's point, I don't have a problem with him picking Jane. Sometimes, if I don't feel like someone is in that much danger, winning immunity doesn't necessarily bump them up in terms of overall position in the game. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't take it away from Jane, you know, but... Would you give Jane an honorable mention? Absolutely. Okay. I'll oh, she, she deserves it. Uh, how about worst player? I had Nayanka again. I think now she's burning all kinds of bridges. The fact that she was willing to flip on her two closest allies to join with Fabio who I think if Fabio goes out and Nayanka makes it to the end, Fabio would absolutely never vote for her. Like, yeah, you know, you can use each other for strategic pieces in the moment, but you can't rely on getting their jury votes. This is hilarious retrospectively. Yes. I don't think that Fabio would do the same for her or uh, do the same for her that she did for him. Nayanka needs these people around her for protection, and she was way too fast to flip. I like the chops, but it needs to be at a time and place that's beneficial to you, and I don't think that this is the time for Nayanka. Uh, so she was too fast to flip. I had Chase as my worst player of the episode because I thought he was too loyal to Brenda and he stuck out his neck too far for her. Eventually he did 
back down, but I thought he went too far doing that. He also was very annoying to everybody, especially Nayanka, to the point where he was part of the reason she wanted to flip because she was just so sick of Chase's paranoia. So I had Chase as my worst player of the episode. My my exact note is a dishonorable mention to Chase, but Nayanka's playing the Russell Hans game, so she has to win it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm guessing Josh was going to side with Derek. Uh, so past Josh, uh, gave it to Sash. Okay. For not playing the idol, I'd bet. Or, I don't know. I didn't write anything down on, on why, because that would take up too much paper. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it was more because of the whole alliance uh, side of things. So, can you remember uh, who your two people were? For worst, mine was Chase. And mine was Nayanka. Well, I'm going to go with Derek here, because <laughs> Chase was my best technically yep. uh, back in the day. So, I, fool. <laughs> I almost thought Nayanka was too happy about it. Like, hey, do you want to take out Brenda? Yeah. Heck yeah, I do. Why wouldn't I? Uh, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but okay, I like how gung-ho you are. <laughs> so I lose my winner pick again. <laughs> 10th grade or 11th grade, Ryan, whatever year. I think this was 11th grade. Was none too happy. <laughs> Wasn't going well. So I'd kind of given up on this season at this point because I was just so bum-puzzled by everything and baffled. And I didn't really like anybody except Fabio. So I said, and I think a quote... F it, I'm picking Fabio as my new winner pick because I don't know what to do anymore. So I locked in on Fabio. Nowadays, I would probably would have gone with Holly. But at the time, I, I, I was still too hung up on the whole shoes instinct with Dan. So I moved on to Fabio. Look at past Ryan nailing it. Pass backwards into it. Let's, <laughs> let's not forget. <laughs> he he batteranged it first try. <laughs> so Brenda's going to play again. Do we want to see it? First of all, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, no, not really. I guess I'd be okay with seeing her, but I felt like her game in the beginning in the pre-merge was way more interesting, and she ended up losing a lot of steam and was not all that interesting when she had power in the game. And you don't need to be interesting as long as you're good, but she wasn't particularly good either. And then when you show absolutely no fight or heart as soon as you're faced with any adversity, I feel like I've kind of seen you your best and worst in the game, and I don't I don't need to see you back. Josh? At the time, uh, I'd say, yeah. I, I remember being, when when she does come up on, on a future season, like I was excited to see her again, uh, just because I remember, you know, liking her-ish on her on this season in Nicaragua. Now, maybe watching this back, nah, like, yeah, take it or leave it. Uh, there's probably other people who could be there instead. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the season I would much rather have back. Cause I find Brenda irritating and kind of insufferable. I'd rather have Marty, I'd rather have Holly, I'd rather have Fabio, I'd rather have Chase. Brother Dan. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. I said what I said. Dan I, sucks. <laughs> Dan is awesome. I love Dan. I'm a huge Dan defender. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd rather have Alina. Yeah, I, I, I don't want Brenda back. I don't care for Brenda. I agree with all those except Dan. <laughs> I'm not saying Dan's a bad person. I'm saying he is like one of the most or one of the least interesting people on the season. Disagree. He yeah, says Dan three things. It's this like, is I've nothing bad about Dan. Nothing bad about Dan, but he's just boring. Like, no, he you is forget not. he's there. He's a fascinating person. Yeah, it, it, Purple Kelly is on this season, and somehow I've still never <laughs> heard of Dan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> Episode 11, a closer look, and we're moving on. And we're Aw, man. Episode 12, you started your finishing. One of the most notorious episodes of Survivor history. One of the most hated episodes of Survivor history. And the memes just keep coming. 
Chase, Nayaka, Jane, and Holly regroup. They form a Final Four alliance that has a lot of long life in this game, I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's going to go far. Good on them. Good on them for making this alliance. Or at least someone's some, doing something. <laughs> we get some really bad storms coming in. Nayanka has said she has like problems with her joints, so the weather really affects her joints. Is, kind is she of, like oh. 60 years old? or? Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. People, people have these problems. I, I definitely... F- the weather affects me, uh, you know, injuries, past injuries I've had. Like, I have, I have a bad ankle and a bad knee and a bad elbow. It's all from injuries. And the weather definitely has an effect on those. Like, it can be a little painful. But uh, I don't think I'd quit Survivor over it. Yeah, you got me feeling like the AARP uh, tribe right now. In North Dakota, Minnesota, when you go into winter, when it starts to drop below zero, past injuries at my age, which is all of late 20s, I'm yep. not old, they start to hurt. I get it. But you're in a game for a million dollars. You know, I, I'm going to find a way to tough it out. So Nayanka and Purple Kelly, who is on the season, are both thinking about quitting. And Benry and Fabio are like, yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Please. Get out of here. It would change the game. Yeah. Nayanka even goes so far as to give Chase her idol because Chase was the one who gave her the encouraging pep talk last time she wanted to quit. So she gives Chase her idol. She gives it away. So since Nayanka's so flaky and they're not sure if she's going to stay in the game, the Chase-Holly-Jane alliance decide to bring in Sash as their fourth person. Sash doesn't really trust them, but he feels like he doesn't have much choice because his two closest allies are Purple Kelly and Nayanka. He doesn't feel like he has much choice because he doesn't. He doesn't. So good for Sash. He has a fair read on the situation. So we're going to go to... I love this episode so much. We're going to go to the reward challenge. And it is a, if you guys remember the Jack Black movie, Gulliver's Travels. Yes. Which <laughs> we have a Gulliver's Travels themed reward challenge, which we've actually done this challenge before back at Survivor Thailand. Mm-hmm. We did this challenge with the big dummy. You got to carry this giant dude around and through this obstacle course. And to win the reward of watching this Gulliver's Travels Jack Black movie, which is not well liked. I've not seen it. We should watch it for the podcast. Do you know what's really weird? That is not a good movie. I also enjoy it more than I should. I feel like Survivor Nicaragua is like Gulliver's Travels is the Survivor Nicaragua of movies. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. <laughs> so wait, wait, when I like it was a couple, it was only a couple of seasons back. Uh, we were talking about just wacky reward challenges and just like, the some of the, just the dumbest stuff that comes up there were two different like movies that we had talked about this was one of them yep. that i was remembering that's just burned into my brain about them just carrying the dummy around it's great i love the it. dummy named gulliver gulliver <laughs> so chase benry holly and Nayanka win and dan picked them because dan was not chosen for either team because obviously and he picked them to win so dan gets to join them on the reward before we go to reward, Nayanka announces at the end of the day she's going to quit the game. And Purple Kelly joins in and says something uh, that she also wants to quit the game. And Jeff is like, all right, hold the phone, everybody. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have tribal council tonight, and we'll talk about it then, and you guys can think about it, and we'll, we'll settle it there, and you guys can quit there. Because Jeff is panicking, like, we cannot have two people quit the game. Are you kidding me? There's no, not no, enough so episodes left. He is trying to, like, no, 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 let's not do that. Take the rest of the day. Think about it. Enjoy the movie, maybe. And change your mind, please. We have the biggest villain of the season. She can't quit. So I think Jeff is just stalling for time here. But there is a twist. 
Because part of the problem is their tarp was destroyed by a fire. So they don't really have a tarp to keep warm in the storm. So and, like, and, and a lot of their food as well. A lot of their food was burned down. I, he says, if one of the four people who won the reward challenge, so Dan cannot do this. Dan is not eligible to do this. So of the four, Chase, Benry, Holly, and Nyanka, if one of the four of you give up your reward, I will give you a tarp and rice. Obviously, Nayanka should do it if she wants to quit the game. Give up the reward. Nope. Holly's <laughs> going to have to do it. And, and not go on reward to get the tarp and the rice. And she just gives Nyanka this, like, look, like, the disappointed mom coach look. And it wasn't even just her. Everyone's like, really? 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 And, okay, from a survivor game, like, you know, we, we are consultants. So as a consultant, I can tell you, first of all, don't quit the game, and then you won't be in this really awkward position, right? But, you know, drop you in where Nyanka is right now. Give it up because that'll give you a better chance to mend bridges going forward. Don't make Holly do it. Yep. But as the meme of a season that Nicaragua is, I love that Nyanka is going to stay an irredeemed villain for all of Survivor history for being like, I'm quitting. I'm taking the hot dogs, please. Yep. She's like, I ain't going to give up my hot dogs. It's incredible. Like You're going to eat. You're going to eat very shortly. Come on. <laughs> I, I, there's a lot of people out there who just despise this episode more than life itself. Josh being one of them. Oh, my first time watching this, I was pissed. I hated this so much. And I just wanted to just burn this season to the ground. I love this episode. It's my probably my favorite episode of the season because it's so funny. It's it's better now. Like, like going back, talking about it, I know I didn't watch this episode, but I can remember this just scene for scene. It's, it has a little bit of a charm to it that it's just like, oh, Nyanka, you, purple Kelly. you're there. <laughs> well, like, and, you, and for, I, you forget about that Purple Kelly is like even a part of this whole quitting scenario. It's ridiculous. I don't really know how else to, to, to pitch to everyone what it was like to watch this episode for the first time. Because, you know, I message you guys sometimes when really interesting things happen. You know, Josh has always been better about messaging people real time when he's watching and what's happening. I'm not so good at that. Uh, everyone who knows me, I'm a notoriously bad texter. It's true. Well, at the end of this reward challenge, I'm like, double quit? You know, like, think of the double rainbow vine. I was like, double quit? No way. And then Jeff, like, kind of saves it, right? And then we get a whole bunch of redeeming moments. You know, Holly is going to take Purple Kelly aside, and Purple Kelly is going to have another legendary confessional where she says, you know, I've sucked enough. I've got nothing left to suck. <laughs> she said, like, three things on this entire season. Uh, they milked their own milk. I've got nothing left to suck. And then whatever her... Like, I quit. <laughs> I, I quit. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, wait, maybe he saved it. Maybe he saved it. And then we get to Tribal quasi-tribal yep. and they both in fact quit so i messaged them double quit <laughs> it's incredible no! and then on top of that we get this gulliver's travels reward and somehow these four people on reward have to talk about what an inspiring movie it was and how it related <laughs> to survivor <laughs> you have literally no option but to talk positively about this movie i know you're you want to quit but go <laughs> <laughs> And I think Benry was the one who sold it the most, but also the most poorly. He's like, oh, it was fun. It, it was a good flick. It was, a, it was a movie. It was like Survivor, you know? Why? Just, it was? It definitely was. Because <laughs> it's on the television. It's incredible. So we go to Tribal Council, and Nayanka and Purple Kelly quit the game. Now, 
let's get into the behind the scenes a little bit. There's there's not much else to talk about now, but Purple Kelly. All we can do is talk about behind the scenes with Purple Kelly. So here's what happened with <laughs> the, her. The, the rumors. And to get a little more serious, I think this is uh, some sexism in Survivor. Hmm. Because Purple Kelly, when she joined the show, and she had never really seen the show before. She was just like randomly recruited to be on it. She didn't know what she was getting into. She's 20 years old. It's fine. But the young hot women on Survivor, they're given a bikini and nothing else to wear on the show. That is what Purple Kelly was given. She had a bikini. This is a cold, rainy season. She was freezing to death. Fabio actually gave her her jacket. She was wearing this yellow and green jacket a lot. That's Fabio's jacket. And Purple Kelly's going to go on to vote for Fabio because of this. She just, he gave her his jacket so she could stay warm and let him, let Purple Kelly have it. So she got really sick on the show. And that's, this is not shown at all. She was super sick for a lot of this show. And, you know, Nayaka's like going to quit. She's like, I'm going to just jump on this train and get out of here too. So I feel really bad for Purple Kelly because, you know, if she had been given more than a, a goddamn bikini, maybe she wouldn't have gotten sick and quit the game. So, yeah, okay, we want to see sexy babes on Survivor. I get that, too. That's what the swimming challenges are for. Okay, I get it. That's how TV works. But you got to give them a little more than that. Like, look at all the guys. The guys get either a, a heavy pair of shorts, maybe some long pants. They get flannels, hats. Girl, here's your bikini. Good luck. So I think this is a case of sexism in Survivor production. And that is something that we've always talked about on the show in general. I mean, even if you fast forward to modern Survivor where there's a little bit more leeway, a little, by the way, because it's still pretty bad I in general for uh, I you say women or people presenting as women. It doesn't matter. The, the wardrobe selected for them is generally... A disadvantage, and we've been talking about that since season one. Um, and Purple Kelly does have the Tina type frame, where she's like ninety-five pounds soaking yeah. wet, and on a season that is rainy and freezing cold. And by the way, Nayanka's frame isn't all that different. Yeah, it doesn't help. Yeah. It, it absolutely doesn't help, and it's it's a bummer. And that's why you know, at the end of the episode, I did send you guys another message. I said, you know, I've been trying to be easier on quits. You know, I, I've tried to take that development like. If, you're, if your heart's not the game anymore, it's not your obligation to stay. And the way the edit is presented to us, it is very much as a, like they're just quitting because they're quitters and they can't do it. What we're missing is context. And I'm glad that Ryan is able to give me that because I, again, I'm not allowed to look at any of this yeah. stuff in advance. And I figured there was more to it than just, oh, well, Brenda went home. I guess we're doomed now because it was almost pitched as like, yeah. oh, it's just not worth it anymore. And we got to remember, they got a pretty big storm the the day of, day before this. And that's that's what breaks people down more than anything else is the weather. So. Yep. Well, and Great. especially with her not being a fan of the game and just being recruited, I'm shocked she lasted that long. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what she said. She's like, I can't believe I lasted this long. <laughs> and I know you kind of just skipped over, but uh, was there any backstory or anything like that with Nayanka or not really just the joint stuff uh this really oh. affected her joints a little bit more so I, I think we got a pretty clear picture for Nayanka but yeah it's just the purple Kelly stuff you know we didn't see her and then this is why it's probably so, the same story except she didn't get as sick yeah so that's that's that with this these quits I think Benry can no longer win the game I think he's down there with Dan as the two who can't win because for whatever reason people don't really like Benry all that much we're not given much. Nope. And I would have never known that had you not just told that to me. So I, I think Benry and Dan are the two who can't win now. Who knows? I, I, I don't really know why people don't like Benry, but they just don't seem to love Benry. Yeah, it, it depends. Because we don't really know the point in which the crowd turns on Sash. Oh, I know when that is. And well, we will get there. So, it, and maybe that's why it's not a fair discussion now. Uh, but let's say that he gets to, Benry gets to the end with someone like Dan and Sash. 
it's possible. Is, the path it's is obviously going to be different to where people don't, might not get burned in that situation, but who knows? And and yeah, we're not speaking in absolutes. Yeah, the, no. the, you know, this is all a bunch of hypotheticals, and we're going to do our best. Just but. my best guess with what the information I've, I've uncovered and learned in interviews and stuff like that. People hated Sash's guts, but people also don't like Benry for some reason. I don't really know why. So, you know, maybe Benry could have won that. It depends on how mad they were at Sash. It really does. So, Ryan... Who do you have as the best of this episode? So two people went home in this episode. We, oh, so we come are allowed, on. We are allowed to give out two bests and two worst today. Josh, I knew it was we're coming. both giving one. Josh, we're both giving one. We, this is established. We've done this plenty of times. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but we're allowed to. Well, now there's a double quit. <laughs> two people is, went home. That has literally never happened. <laughs> two people went home in this episode. Sure. I, too, because I gave out two best players. I'm happy for you. Number one is Chase, because he got the idol from Nyanka, so credit to his social relationships he had with Nyanka, and he got back in the majority alliance with uh, Holly and Jane and, and now Sash. My second goes to Holly for also getting back in that alliance. She gave up the reward, did a really noble thing, and she did her best to convince Kelly to stay because that is a number Holly could use. So it didn't work, but I appreciate the effort. So Chase and Holly are my two best players of the episode now. Derek... Who did you, which two people did you give best player of the episode? Uh, well, so the first person, uh, their name was Lee, and the second person, their name was Hall. Uh, so that's who I gave my one best was to Holly. Uh, Lee I Hall? See every, yeah, Lee Hall. I, I gave, um, I would give an honorable mention to Chase, uh, but I really liked that Holly was trying to keep people in the game, especially people that she knew that she could work with in the future, and even though... Purple Kelly does end up quitting. I think that ends up being a jury vote for Holly should she make it to the end. So I really liked the the jury management from that perspective. Granted, Chase did the exact same thing, except when not with Nayanka, ended up with an idol. But generally speaking, I felt like Holly worked harder. So I gave it to Holly. Josh, which two people did you give best player to? First of all, I would like to say that uh, on my notes, I put a big question mark next to uh, this episode because I didn't even know if it counted. And that there would be anyone, or if it was just like, no, they quit. No one was voted out. So, uh, you know, we, uh, we we did do uh, like a, an, an abstain from the vote in token chains when uh, what's his name got evacuated. Joe. Yeah. Look, we can do what we want. I'm just saying we have the option. You, <laughs> you know what, Ryan? You vote. are right. We can do what we want. And that is why I gave it to one person. And that <laughs> one person was Holly. Okay. So, okay. Uh, we're at least we're most, all agree on one. Yes. Yeah. Mostly because she had, uh, gave up her spot for the tribe. For the reward. Now, Chase got an idol. Will you at least give Chase an honorable mention? Sure. If that'll make you feel better, yeah, I'll, I'll give him an honorable mention. I didn't have anybody for worst player. No. <laughs> I'm not giving out any for worst player. I don't know why, but I wrote down Sash. I don't know why you would either, because he got into the majority alliance. Uh, yeah, that's also a good point, so maybe, don't maybe, listen to me. <laughs> maybe past Josh was just like, well, this really kind of hurt Sash's game. Like, yeah, my you know, winner look, pick if you look at whose game was damaged the most, it was Sash. But if you look at, you know, what they actually did to put yeah. themselves in that position, Sash did nothing wrong. Yeah. Hashtag Sash did nothing wrong. In this episode specifically. In this episode specifically. Now, I, I did want to bring up past Josh, and I don't know if I still have the same stance, but past Josh did write down in his notes, they should be kicked off the jury. Ah, uh, yes. Let's get I into want, this So now. I think this is a good time to have that discussion. Yes. So, 
at the reunion show, Jeff is going to announce, like, hey, we've changed the rules because of Neon and Purple Kelly. If someone quits the game and during the jury phase, we have the right, we reserve the right to kick them off the jury if you want. It doesn't matter when they quit. So that was not an established rule. So I think production's hands were tied and they, they had, because of the way the rules were written and, and legally they had to let Neon and Purple Kelly on the jury. After the season, no longer the case. And since this season, there has been no quitter who's made it on the jury. And there was one who might have been able to make it on the jury. Because they quit at the merge episode. And maybe they would have been on the jury. But also we've had the first boot, first person out in the merge not make it on the jury before. So we don't really know if they were going to be on the jury anyway. But um, yeah. So no more quitters on the jury. Probably. Are you saying that there, I, I don't remember. Are you saying that there has been someone who quit in the post-merge and was left out of the jury? Correct. Ooh. But... Because we have had people who have made the merge, but not the jury before, especially in early seasons, but it has happened frequently throughout the show. They were the first person out at the merge, so they might not have been on the jury anyway, but because they quit, they definitely weren't on the jury. Interesting. And they so. did leave it very vague in the reunion show when they talked about this. So so who knows what if it if they were talking about being left out of the jury or, you know, what else that could have meant. But more importantly, I want to get your guys' opinions on what they should do. And and I was I was very curious because I, I want like Ryan who kind of knows the full scope and I know Josh you've seen everything as well so I'll I'll weigh in on this last but you know feeling how we feel generally about people who quit Survivor right now and then knowing a little bit more inside baseball on why Nayank and Purple Kelly quit do you think that they should be allowed to be on the jury and you know going forward do you think that this should be a rule that you know that that is generally enforced on the you're not going to get onto the jury. I don't mind them being on the jury because they didn't make it to that spot. They outlasted Brenda and Marty and Alina, and they made the you know they made it here. So I don't mind that they're on the jury. But now that Survivor has this rule, it's like, eh, we can kick you off if we feel like it. I don't care. It, it's I either way is fine as long as we're consistent from point A here. So post Nicaragua, they've changed the rule. Cool, we can keep going. It doesn't matter to me. I'm fine either way. Yeah, and. I, w- I had a very strong stance uh, about this <laughs> before where I absolutely did not want them to be on the jury just because I didn't want them to influence who won the game after quitting like this. Now I- I'm kind of the same way where it's like, it- it's almost situation by situation based where if they're, you know, causing havoc and like being a detriment to the game and they end up quitting and it's almost like they're, specifically like harming the game in a certain way by doing it then sure but if there's other things that are going on that are causing them to quit then i can see why i'd be okay with some people being on the jury i'm gonna take a a completely different stance on this i think i think that if you quit post-merge you should absolutely get onto the jury as long as it's not like that really weird like you know first person where there's definitely gray area because sometimes they make it sometimes they don't if you make it to where purple kelly and neonka made it I think you should get on the jury regardless Okay. because if you, you know, you decide to quit there, that's the fault of casting or it's the fault of something that happened within the game that made them not want to play anymore. This is a social experiment first and foremost, and something within this social experiment, something about the chemistry caused them to leave the game, whether it was internal factors like motivation, external factors like bullying or external factors like not getting clothing from production. That is, in some way, shape, or form, all a part of this experiment. They were still there. They still have input. They still know who betrayed who. They still get to spend time on Ponderosa and hear from the other jury members, which is where a lot of these opinions get formed post-vote-out anyway. So even though, like, Nyanka kind of bothered me a lot, I think 
if you make it that far, you absolutely deserve a spot on the jury regardless. Asterisk, if you get pulled from the game for being a horrible person, yep. you do not get a jury vote. So, so if you quit, I think that you should be allowed. If you quit before getting pulled, you're not allowed. If you get pulled, you're not allowed. Yep. Uh, but in the name of keeping it as pure a social experiment as possible, and not just a game show, not just any other game show on television, they deserve a spot on the jury, and they should always be given the benefit of the doubt. That is sure. my opinion, where I sit right now. I could sign off on that for sure. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Episode 13, not sure where I stand. Sash at this point is kind of caught between two alliances. We have Holly, Jane, and Chase versus Dan, Fabio, and Benry. Hmm, which side should he go with? How about the side with the guy with a broken leg, basically? <laughs> That's where I would go. And, and the other person, apparently, people don't like. Yeah, Sash tells everyone, hey, I'm going to play my idol at the next tribal council because it's a huge target on my back. I'm just going to get rid of it. Like, get that off my back. I really like that move for Sash. You don't necessarily have to follow through with it if you don't want to. But, like, just to say that out loud, I, I do really like that for Sash. Well, especially with a, a group of people who seem to not be the uh, most heightened of strategists, you might be able to pull some not so, like, original moves like that where you just kind of just toy with your idol and make it last you know an extra like one or two tribals because people are just freaked out about it yeah so chase promises to bring sash on reward if he wins chase wins reward and he brings holly and jane and not sash and so uh, chase gets to reward uh he's on the reward with holly and he's like man i really screwed up should have brought sash and holly <laughs> goes not gonna lie you really screwed up <laughs> you know self-awareness is the first part of correcting a problem so, Benry, Dan, and Fabio, you'd think they would work really hard in trying to convince Sash to join their alliance. They didn't get to go on the reward. This is the perfect time to, like, try and bring Sash in. And it doesn't really seem like they do all that much. No, they do nothing at all. At least it wasn't shown. No. So We have to assume they did something, but obviously it wasn't important enough to show in the show, so... And clearly it didn't work. <laughs> Results-oriented thinking, Ryan. But, yeah, we only have what we have. Yeah. So Jane, Holly, and Chase, they come back with a plan to make Sash feel secure. They agree, we will tell Sash, we'll take Jane out at the Final Four and bring Sash to the end to make him feel nice and secure. And then they let Jane know that's the plan. Like, it's not true, but, you know, we're going to make him feel secure. And they're all on board with this plan, which it's a great plan. Um, I'm really glad they, they, they talked this through because they have to get Sash. They have to. Well, especially um, when usually if someone's kind of the person being thrown out there like Jane, that person usually is the one that's not okay with these types of plans. So I don't know if that's a good thing by Jane with being too trusting or if it's a good thing by Jane for, you know, going along with this to get Sash or if it's a bad thing for being too trusting of those other people. I like it for Jane, but it's definitely something like you should be a little bit more aware because maybe they aren't lying to Sash. I think something in modern Survivor, like in the 400 level class of Survivor, I mean, we've seen people make mistakes. I think Heather, for example, in season 41, when she was going to be like the like the dummy or whatever, or just the person that you're throwing their name out there to throw someone off the scent, she overreacted mm -hmm. and ended up blowing up a tribal for no reason. I, you know, maybe bad example because that wasn't material to the season, but it wasn't a good look for Heather. No. It, it showed her as being very paranoid and untrusting of her alliance. So I think Jane's game is centered on trusting her allies, and she's continuing to do that, which I think 
goes far with a jury like this. So I, I think I'm with Ryan. I think I like it, but I think in Modern Survivor, be more wary about it, especially with more hardware floating around. Well, and especially the way that this season is playing out, she doesn't really have a choice. Yeah. What else? What else is she gonna do? They, like you said, they need Sash. So yeah, sounds like a good plan. Let's go. Hope for the best. And this this works to the point where Benry sees that Sash is completely locked in with the other four, the other three, and he's going to abandon his alliance and try and get everybody to turn on Fabio. So good on Chase, Holly, and uh, uh, Jane for making this work. Sash is going to win immunity, so he doesn't even have to play this title tonight. So good for him. So it comes down to between Benry and Fabio, and it's going to end up being four votes for Benry. Two votes for Fabio, one vote for Holly. So Dan and Benry voted for Fabio. Fabio voted for uh, Holly, and then the others voted for Benry. I think this is bad. I think Sash probably should have joined up with Dan, Fabio, and Benry to take out Jane. Because look at, compare these two alliances. You have the two biggest threats of the game on one side, Holly and Jane. And then Chase, not, not horrible. Like, he's better than I guess we would think he is. And then the other side, you have the two people who aren't going to win. You have Benry and you have Dan. So you just got to get rid of Fabio at some point. So I, I think Sash should have gone the other way. Well, and at this point, spoilers, uh, like who would have thought that Fabio was going to actually win this game? Right. He goes on a crazy immunity run and goes up against two people that it seems like people don't really want to vote for. Yeah. So it, you almost can have three very easy people that you could have your pick at going up against here on the other side. I Yeah, it, the choice doesn't really make sense. The only angle that I want to analyze it from maybe just one step further, because generally speaking, I agree. Sash should want to go against a Benry and a Dan, probably, because, you know, Fabio's not burning bridges and everybody at least seems to like him, except Nyanka, but I guess they're good. Yep. Maybe Sash looks at Jane... Holly and Chase and thinks if I put them on the jury, they'll never vote for me. And there's too big of a hill for me to overcome if I don't go with them now. I don't really know how those numbers would shake out in a Marvel what if scenario. But I think if you're worried too much about who's going to be a salty juror and not vote for you, you might lose sight of who you can actually beat. And I think, for example, let's go to season 42 for a second. The winner of that season does a very good job at a self-assessing who do I want to go with and who can I beat? And they go with who they can beat and they win. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's it's nice to have a really recent example of that. Now, part two of this, Sash is going to go with Holly, Jane, Chase. So the choice is Benry or Fabio. Why did they take out Benry? Everybody likes Fabio. Yeah, maybe you don't think he can win, but not very many people seem to like Benry. Uh, so they, they doubled down on the badness of this move. I think I know what happened. And this is just reading between the lines. Benry is actually trying to play. Yes. He's threatening to flip. It makes him more of a wild card. And if they can get that out, they're like, okay, yeah, if he comes with us today, maybe he'll be able to scramble and get some of my allies to turn on me tomorrow. Fabio is just like, hang loose, bruh. We're just having a good time. This is just good old Survivor. He's playing a very honorable game. I'll touch on that later when we talk about it. Uh, but maybe they're just like, yeah, Benry is actually trying strategically and Fabio is not really doing that. So let's cut that out. So I get it. I do think it's the wrong move based on the social game, which is the most important aspect. So I'll agree with you overall. This is the wrong move, but it's not a complete mystery sure. as to why they did it. And I think for Fabio's win, this is the most important move of Fabio's game because Fabio's main like signature move is kind of playing dumb. And I think that lowers his threat level to the point that Benry gets sent home instead of him. I think that's this is the moment for Fabio. Besides the immunity wins, this is the moment. 
I mean, this is a moment, but it's nothing that he really did. It's a culmination of everything that he's done so far. Yes. It's not like he had a move in this episode where it's like, I'm going to be super dumb so that they go for Benry instead. It's the move he's been playing this entire season, and this is where it pays off. Yeah, yeah. And and the only other choice here is, uh, do you go with one of them or Dan? And everyone already, it seems like it's fine with Dan going home, which almost makes it a little weirder later in the uh, a couple episodes from now into the finale why people are uh thinking that dan's a threat for some we'll get reason. to that that's a whole future conversation <laughs> i do think sash can no longer win the game uh, i think now with with benry i think i think the bottom two are now dan and sash yep and i and i will say from an edit perspective i do not see that so far on on a first watch through with applying retrospective analysis i agree i don't think sash can win from this point forward but as i was watching I'm still unsure as to how bitter the jury is yep. towards Sash. You don't know that until you get to final tribal. You don't, don't know that until you get to the get to the votes. And we still have not reached the moment of peak Sash bitterness. Sure. I, I've teased this a little bit off screen to Derek. We're not there yet. Sure, sure. So, you know, there's a lot of things that I don't know yet, but I will just say in the moment, you know, it didn't feel like this was a losing move for Sash. Sure. But for the listener... I do think that this consensus probably where Sash decisively loses the game. I concur with Derek uh, on my first watch that I I didn't think that anything was really was really wrong with Sash at this point. I thought that he still had a decent chance to beat most of the other people on uh, with with the alliance that he made. Here's the thing with Sash before his other moment, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, alleged moment. Um, <laughs> The thing with Sash is I think he's a skilled strategic player and understands the game pretty well. The problem with Sash is he has no charisma whatsoever. You know, any if a better player dropped in Sash's spot and that makes the exact same moves, he's going to make you like you, or she is going to make you like you while you do that. Like, oh, I'm such a rascal, I got you out. They're like, oh, that, that guy. Classic them. Sash is so terrible at the social game. Everybody's like, I hate you. Like, well, I'm just playing the game. Yeah, you are. You also suck because you're terrible. This is going back to who he kind of raised his game of Survivor with. Like, the family he was in was with Brenda and Nayanka. And they're all kind of playing, like, a Russell Hans game as a core alliance and not just letting, like, you know, uh, Nayanka dig her own grave and then they kind of separate themselves. They're all kind of doing it. They, they were all kind of doing it. And Sash is just, like, the last one standing. Yeah, we'll get to this more in the yeah. final tribal council, especially. Uh, but he he says all of the right things, or most of the right things. He just says them wrong. It's his tone and like his mannerisms. He he can't be likable while he says it. He he's the inverse Lex. He knows yep. how to move the pieces, but he can't move any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on paper, Sash should be a great player, but he just has no charisma. So let's get into best and worst player, Derek. Who do you got for best player of the episode? Uh, for best. I actually, from my perspective here, was Sash because he ended up winning himself immunity and he was able to keep the idol. And I, from this point in the season, thought that he played the swing vote position very well and I did not know enough to go against his decision. So at this point in watching, I said that it had to be Sash. Retrospectively, I'd love to hear your perspective. I gave it to Holly because she was part of the people who got Sash to join your side. She gets past, obviously, because Chase made that horrible move at the, re, at the reward challenge. So because Holly recognized how bad that move was and helped Chase fix the problem, I'm going to put 
Holly past Chase and Jane, who are both still solid in the episode, but Holly goes past all of them. Yeah, I suppose if Chase made a mistake, you know, I'm glad that in talking about this again, I'm glad that Jane was able to accept the fact that she was kind of like the dummy vote, uh, but, you know, Holly kind of managed, like, she was getting out of this scot-free regardless, yeah. despite the hairy situation, so, yeah, I'm happy with switching it to Holly from a retrospective position, but keeping it as Sash in a first-time watch-through. Yes. I just want to thank Derek, because I feel like you just now evolved your podcasting the way you... I like that you give out, like kind of like Josh does, like, this is what Pastor thought, and, and you know, it's not as far away. Here's what President Derek thinks. And you know what? I appreciate it. And, I, and, and, and Ryan was much more quick to recognize why I would have a very different perspective in real time when I'm writing down my best and worst. So look at, look at us. Look High at five. us. High five. High five. I'm so, I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> uh, and, and I do think that the... The first time watch perspective is very important here because I gave it to Sash. Uh, yeah. I gave my best player to, to Sash because I also had that same perspective as Derek did. Uh, my first watch through, knowing what I know now and who he could probably beat in the end, he went with the wrong alliance. And, and so I would not be able to give it to him anymore retroactively. So I would also side with Ryan and go with Holly. For worst player, who do you have, Derek? I actually had Fabio uh, because he was the only one who was really outside the vote. And he, I know he ended up staying, but it was because everyone deemed his threat level so low that there's no way he can win. So from a first-time viewer's perspective, and again, this is knowing me. I was spoiled. Yes. So like, I have to go between the lines to see this, right? No one thinks that Fabio can win the game. If I was watching the season for the first time, I would kind of think that he's pretty toothless right now at, at this point. And so I, I had Fabio. I think that's that's fair. So my, my bottom two are Dan and Fabio, uh, because they and, and Ben are reduced to certain extent as well. But we can't give it to Ben because he was voted out. They did not seem to do much, if anything, to make Sash feel comfortable, and I strongly condemn that. It's terrible. So which between those two makes it worse? Fabio's playing dumb strategy at least saved him. So that's why I gave my worst player to Dan. It's fair enough. And the other thing about Benry is, you know, he did something to try to make Sash feel comfortable by saying like, yeah, "I'm happy to flip." Yeah. You know, so so even Benry. Who gets voted us? Who's not eligible? I think wouldn't be deserving of worst Correct. player this episode. Correct, I agree. So Dan is mine, and you had Fabio. Yep. Okay. Josh. Interesting. Mine was different than both of your guys's. It's Chase, uh, and I think I would maybe stick with it. I went with Chase. Why? Why? Why promise <laughs> someone reward? Why win reward? We've talked about that how many times? What is the value in that reward? There's just too much there that can go wrong and a lot of uh it, it didn't really come to be an issue down the road and they got lucky because of that this could have been very bad for them they could have ended up going whatever the places are now like seventh sixth and fifth or yep. whatever and it would end up being instead of being in the top four uh so i think that they got lucky uh and it was a stupid move yo you're 100 percent right i think it was just the damage control by holly and chase and jane fixed it so that's why I couldn't give... I, I agree that Chase's move was horrendously bad, but he fixed it. It was like he made a bad move, but his reputation in the game thus far saved him. It's kind of... It's exactly like Fabio. His reputation in the game thus far saved him. Uh, so we had a lot of long-term factors at play that went into this vote. Episode 14, this is going to hurt, and boy, oh boy, am I excited for this one. Here we go. Ugh. Chase and Fabio, they promise to take each other on their family visit. Where have we heard this before? Chase wins reward, and he takes Sash. Of course. Should take Sash. Great move. Takes Holly and not Fabio. 
Now, it's not necessarily bad that he didn't take Fabio. It's the fact that he promised Fabio that he would. If he's just not done that, A, don't win the family visit. B, don't promise people you'll take them on the family visit and, and not take them. It's just, oh, God. Make all the... Here's, here's what I recommend. Make all the promises you want about the family visit and who you'll take with and then throw the challenge. And then throw the challenge. Yeah, that's, tell, that, that you, is, tell your loved one to throw it too. Very yep. important. I've told my dad this ahead of time. If he's, uh, if he's ever my loved one on Survivor, we're throwing the challenge. I, I told my wife, we were watching this episode together. I'm like, Sarah, just so you know, uh, we're throwing it. And she's like, oh, you don't have to worry about me. I was like, this is why I love you. <laughs> I don't know who would come with because I still kind of want to take Ryan. <laughs> This is this is so bad, dude. This is just terrible. Fabio, Jane, and Dan are livid. It's awful. It's so bad. Chase, dumber than a bag of hammers. <laughs> a quote that will come up in Final Tribal. Fabio is going next. He wins immunity and saves himself. So that's not going to happen. No. This will become very repetitive here in a little bit. <laughs> control C, control V. All right. So the plan is now to take out Jane. She's the biggest threat in the game probably save maybe holly it's a toss-up between those two but jane is kind of perceived to be the biggest threat at this point so everybody wants jane out except chase but she's kind of realizes oh i can't save her everyone else is coming for her i can't do anything which you know good for chase so jane she goes to talk to her alliance and is like all right so what's the plan and they all just kind of stand there awkwardly <laughs> There are very few moments in Survivor history where, like, they'll drop away the silly background music and just let a moment stand on its own. And this is, like, I've already said this entire season is a meme, but this is, like, a meme within a meme because they just stand there and they let it simmer. They let it sit. Like, there's a scene in Scooby-Doo where uh, Shaggy cuts a donut out of the fog and eats it. That is how thick... The tension was that silence was so incredibly loud and they held it as long as I'm talking about it. They held it for longer than this and nobody said a word in Jane's face. The color slowly shifts to like Popeye red and it is a masterpiece of entertainment. I feel badly for Jane, but (laughs) I didn't feel badly for my entertainment. Well, I'm so avoidable too. like just say something. It's Dan. Yeah, Dan, I guess. I got, uh, that's all you got to say. It's Dan. That's it. And everything would have been avoided. Because Jane is so pissed about this, she's going to dump all their water out on the fire. Because she started the fire, she's putting it out. I started the fire. I'm the last woman putting it out. You know, we're going to see this again with, like, Shatia. <laughs> Don't tell people they're going home. You never know who's going to react poorly. I think it's funny, just a few episodes ago, you had mentioned, like, oh, we've got Hurricane, I, I, it might have been Nyanka or yep. whatever, but, like, this is Hurricane, Hurricane Jane, Jane, and this is Category 5. Hurricane. So, Tribal Council. <laughs> uh, Jane calls out her entire alliance, and she's like, I'm going home tonight, they're going to knock me out. And the majority even admits that Jane is going, and Chase is a moron who's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's an alliance between me, Holly, and Sash. And Jeff goes, oh, Sash, Holly, is that true? Is there an alliance? And they are like... Deer in headlights, like, Chase, what have you done? I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> but eventually, they, they have no choice. They have to admit it. I guess. <laughs> and by the way, they proceed to do a rundown of what is going to happen at the next, like, two tribals. It, you know, assuming all goes according to plan. You know, old Keith Nail stick to the plan. This is what's going to happen. Jane, Fabio, Dan. And now this is where Derek is left with a question mark, and Ryan will hopefully have yep. some answers for me. Jeff calls it right out. There are three of you on the bottom right now and three people in a majority, two of whom have idols. Holly does not. 
why does Jane, Fabio, and Dan not come together to at least throw some votes on Holly, maybe force rocks, because it's pretty hopeless otherwise. Okay, there's two answers to your question. There's logical gameplay and then the big question mark. Yes. So, we'll, we'll get to both of them. But yes, Jane suggests, Dan, Fabio, let's, let's all vote for Holly. Uh, because Chase and Sash both have idols, and tonight is the last night they can play them. So, there's a flaw in the logic of the gameplay. Let's say we have a 3-3 three, three tie. Three votes Jane, three votes Holly. All right. Revote, two votes Jane, two votes Holly. Now we're going to rocks. Well, Holly and Jane are now safe, but so is Fabio, because he's won immunity. And so is uh, Chase and Sash, because they played idols. So, Dan goes home automatically. So, there's no reason... Dan and Fabio should do this because it'll just result in Dan going home. Maybe in a, in a different life, yes, it would have worked, but they can't force die here because Dan goes home. This is assuming that uh, Chase and Sash do both play their idols. But it and... is the last night to play them. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're so, right. I, 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 I forgot that it's not five, it's six. Jane, Jane's going home. I, I did, there's nothing to be done. Jane is going home. But weirdly, this is where it gets weird. It's going to be not one votes for Holly. It's going to be five votes for Jane. One vote for Sash. That's odd, because the last thing we saw was Holly, or Jane suggesting to Fabio and Dan we should vote for Holly. You'd think there'd be a vote for Holly there. No. Why? Because there's a giant chunk of time, about 20 minutes or so, cut out right here. Here's what happened, allegedly. Allegedly. Jane, at this point, says something. She tells everyone that a few days prior, I'm not exactly sure when, Sash pulled her aside in the jungle and said, hey, when you get voted out, if you help influence the jury to vote for me, I will pay off your mortgage. When Survivor started, there were two rules. Number one, no physical violence, unless it allowed in a challenge. Number two, you cannot conspire to split the prize money. So this allegation would, could disqualify Sash and Jane from the game if they conspired to split the prize money. So this is what Jane alleges happened. Sash conspired to pay off her mortgage to help her direct votes to him. Big no-no. So we have a 20-minute conversation about this where Sash denies it repeatedly, says it didn't happen. Well, of course he would because he gets kicked out of the game if he admits to it. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But this is what Jane says happened. Already in this season, we've had two quits. The Survivor community will be in an uproar about this already. So there's a couple of... This is where we get into the rumors where we don't exactly know what happened. What we do know is that, hey, it's kind of a he said, she said kind of thing. We don't have this on camera. We don't really have the proof. We can't really kick Sash out of the game. Some people have suggested that, like, since we already had the double quit, we're like, we just got to leave Sash in the game. And uh, and then they later told the jury, don't vote for Sash. We, we're, you're not allowed to vote for Sash. That one's not as believed as it used to be. I think Sash's name was still on the table to vote for. But because he was cheating, if this is true, nobody wanted to vote for him anyway. So people were really pissed that Sash seemed to have been trying to cheat his way to the end actually breaking the rules of Survivor. So this is what is known as mortgage gate in the Survivor community. Sash allegedly tried to pay off Jane. Do we have this 100% proof? No. Is there a whole paragraph or two about this on the Survivor wiki, which is canon? Yes. That is why Sash cannot win this game. This is so fascinating because, again, listeners, I'm not allowed to research any of this. I like to read. I like to know. I like to memorize. But I try to stay clean for you guys. I'm learning about this in real time. My first question is, you know, what would Jane have to gain by lying about this? Uh, I, I, I think that this kind of would only tarnish her if it was a lie. And so I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why she would do it if it was not true. But well, I'm. 
you know, this is all a big allegedly. I, Maybe I, I, I get it. Sash? Yeah, I get it. Well, I or know, like the possibility of you know him getting kicked off and her staying. Like maybe, maybe they say, "Hey, no vote tonight, Sash. You're out of the game." I, I don't know what her intention is, and and I mean, it still is an allegedly like there's an allegation that this conversation happened. I don't know how there were no cameras around for it, but you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. That so that that makes me doubt it just right off the bat. It's reality TV. How is it not captured on camera? The other thing would be that I would assume that this did happen. Like you you had multiple um, like multiple counts of this conversation at Tribal happening where Jane brought it up, right, Ryan? Or is yep. that is that also alleged? This happened at Tribal Council. This is okay. all but confirmed. They were told the, this they were the jury was told not to talk about it or bring it up again for the rest of the season like we're we're just not going to talk about this cuz they knew like this is not going in the show gotcha. so they don't bring it up again yeah i, I and i'm not surprised then especially since they had no proof so i don't know i i don't know who i would side with in this situation but it is interesting that it confirmed is it did come up uh but I guess my take is I'd be surprised if it actually the conversation did happen. I, I wouldn't put it past Jane to just kind of toss something out there as a last ditch effort. I don't know. I when I was originally watching the season, I wasn't the biggest Jane fan. Now I don't want to say that she's just lying about this, but it's it's really the cameras that throws me off. Yeah, and, you know, put, and puts doubt in my mind. You know, we have what we have to go off of. Uh, it's an interesting tidbit, but can't really use that for much more analysis other than. The final it's vote tally. more of an answer why Sash is going to get zero votes. Yeah. Yep. I feel like he probably would have gotten zero votes either way, with or without Jane's comments. Because at this time, it sounds like it's still just an allegation from the people who are on the jury viewing this happen. So I would hope that there wasn't, like, their decision making didn't take this into account. I think it probably did. But who knows? Especially with this cast. It's a social experiment. So... And here's the thing is Sash's personality and his gameplay doesn't convince anyone that it wouldn't have happened. So I don't know what's right, but uh, this is what we know and what we can guess at. There's there's uh, there's your uh, Sash background right there. One One of the biggest controversies in Survivor, Mortgage Gate. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Unless Jeff Probst decides to write a autobiography when it's all said and done, which would be pretty cool. Entitled Mortgage Gate. Mortgage Gate. Yeah, it's a three part miniseries on HBO. So for best player, I had Fabio. He won immunity. He helped take out Jane. I agree with Fabio. I had Fabio. Worst player, I had Chase because he won the family visit. He went back on his promise to Fabio. He told Jane she was going home, and he did really bad at Tribal Council. Yep, it's Chase. Back-to-back for me on on Chase with basically the exact same reasoning for both of them. All right, finale time. The finale's titled, What About Me? Sash wants to protect himself from a potential Fabio immunity run, which is going to turn out to be true. Uh, so he makes the final three deal with Fabio. So now he's got one with pretty much everybody. <laughs> Which, Fabio I mean, if, we, we, we've said that this isn't the worst thing to do. It's, it's just, Sash's again, the way charisma. he does it. I, and I want to talk about, you know, we saw a winner recently who basically won by giving their reasoning on how everyone was going to take them to the end. So their their path to the end was mapped out like 20 different ways. Uh, the, the, the season 42 winner. Yep. That's how they did it. One thing you need to ask yourself is not about just getting to the end. If everyone is willing to bring you to the end, is it because you have them hoodwinked so well that you'll beat them all? Or is it because you are now officially 
goaded. Yep. And in Sash's case, I'm thinking he's being goaded and he doesn't realize it. So it's not always good to, to, to have everything short up. You need to stick your neck out if you're Sash to try and win the game. And he's kind of doing the other thing. You know, he's building up his defenses. He's putting up a sentry tower and he's going to hang out in there. Not in maybe the best move. 42 winner has charisma. Sash does not. Yep. <laughs> Social game's important, people. Yep. Fabio's going to win immunity. <laughs> Again. So Fabio and Dan, they try and convince Sash to flip on Holly, which I think is the right move. I think, you know, Fabio is presented as the biggest threat left in the game. I disagree with the edit. I think it's Holly. I think Holly beats Fabio at the end. I agree. I, yeah. I really, truly agree. I think within the context of discussion, uh, or sorry, like within that alliance, they have to talk about Fabio as being the big threat to win at the end with each other. Yep. So when we're talking about that on camera, that's what's going to happen. But if everyone was able to really step aside and assess the game, Holly's the biggest threat to win because she's not burning bridges. She's like a mom to everyone. Uh, and she's playing a very good game. And she's been in some really weird spots and has managed to yep. come out of all of them. So what should happen tonight is they vote out Holly. It's not going to happen. Chase and Sash refuse. Fabio realizes it's a lost cause. So he's going to join in on the vote for Dan. <laughs> Four votes for Dan. One vote for Chase. <sighs> I can't believe Dan goes out at five. Dan this was should amazing. be in the end. He should, he should be a zero or one vote finalist. Yep. Instead, he's out at five. Who could have predicted that one? The only, and this, I mean, this is not inside baseball or anything, but you have to wonder if Holly, uh, Sash, and Chase, if any of us goes out before final four, you will not be receiving sure. my vote. Which, you know... I wish that we would get that more. Like, hold your jury vote hostage until you get voted out. You don't necessarily have to abide by it, but absolutely use it. Yeah. It's, it's it's something you can hold over someone's head. And maybe they're all seeing, like, oh, darn, I'm not really sure how these votes are going to shake out. We need each other's support, at least until we can't do it anymore. So maybe that's why they refuse to take out Holly. Chase can no longer win the game. It's, it's Holly, then Fabio, and then it's a final three, so either Chase or Sash can win. Chase is close, but he can't, he can't do it. He's apparently very close. Very uh, close. There's, uh, I, it's too late in the game, I guess, probably to make any a big enough move to swing anyone. Dan has some amazing final words on his way out. Uh, his final confessional, he's like, Chase, I hate you. Holly, I hate you. You should have your hands cut off. Sash, I really hate you. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, this is the first sign of a bitter jury. <laughs> Love Dan. Dan's great. And we have been getting little uh, snippets from the jury. Uh, the survivor has taken to, you know, letting the jury whisper things yep. to each other now, whereas they used to be stoic little gargoyles sitting on their benches. Now it's like, oh, you think? Yeah. Or like, they, you know, we get the eye rolls. We're we get the a, animated jury. We're in a post-Eliza world. So. <laughs> Um, so, like, we've been seeing little signs, but nothing big. And then Dan is just like, I'm going to dunk on all of you. I hate all of you. Except for Fabio. I love you, man. I haven't talked this entire season, but I hate all of you. Josh, who'd you have for best player of the final five? I mean, I had Fabio back up against the wall. Should be the one that's going next. Wins immunity. And then uh, gets, I mean, I guess it's not really a giant plus getting Dan out of the game. So, no, not that part. <laughs> yeah, it's Fabio. I had Fabio, but I do want to say props on Holly because they had every reason to take her out, and, and they don't. So whatever deal she had worked out with Chase and, and Sash, it was against their best interest to uh, to bring her forward another vote, and they chose to. So, you know, honorable mention, we don't see why she did it, so I don't have enough 
Uh, so it's yeah. still Fabio, but I just wanted to to, sure. to make it known. That was going to be my one big note is that we didn't see it. Like I, and it was really frustrating just from an edit perspective. Why? Why? Why didn't they show the reason for Holly sticking around just because it didn't make sense? How about worst player? Past Josh gave none. That's and, wrong. And and I would I would think that that's wrong. <laughs> I had Chase for wanting to keep Holly in the game for strictly emotional reasons. Because we get a confessional saying, like, yeah, Holly's a bigger threat than Dan, but I don't think I can vote her out. I want to go back to the beginning of the episode when I talked about the reason that you have an in with everybody into the final three is because you're being goaded. And I think this was where I felt like Sash could no longer win the game or I started to have that thought, you know, because at the end of last episode or whatever, when I thought that he might have a chance to win, uh, or maybe it's two episodes ago now at this point, it's kind of shifted. And I felt like it was a lack of self-awareness, and he was in that latter group where the reason everyone wants to bring you into the end is because you have no votes. And so I gave it to Sash because I felt like it was equally bad for Sash and Chase not to vote out Holly. And so, okay, who do I think is now in a worse overall position? I think it's Sash, so I gave it to him. Josh, tie break. I think I'm going to go with Sash on this one. It's close. It's really close. Uh, (laughs) And and since I said none uh, in my past life, you know what? You, You both can consider yourself winners. Well, well sound, sounds good. I can, I can agree with that. All right. Final four. Fallen comrades. And we're done. Uh, final immunity <laughs> challenge. This, five this of, was the point when I took the dog out. <laughs> I, I, I started working on my puzzle a little bit that I have on my coffee table. Fabio wins the final immunity challenge. He's going to the end. And this is my other favorite part of the season where everybody is scrambling to make sure they make it through. And Fabio's just sitting back with a smile on his face, just enjoying it. It's awesome. Derek's laughing so hard at some of this stuff. They they made it three mini chapters, or like there was one chapter of the Nicaragua book entitled Fabio Plays from the Top. It's so good. And they all pull him aside, and he just has words for all of them, where Sasha's like, yeah, you know, I probably would have brought you tonight. And then Fabio's like, I don't LOL. believe you. <laughs> that's, that's a lie. You can even see it. Like the camera zooms out a little bit. He looks away from Sash as Sash just, is looking away from him. And this, the slightest head nod. Just shakes his head. Oh, you can't believe the, the cojones on this guy. And, and then Chase takes him aside. And Fabio basically asks the same question. And Chase is like, I'm not going to BS you, dude. Most likely not. And Sash would have voted you out, too. He's a liar. Yes. And, of course, Holly is going to confirm all of this. And Fabio is just having a good old time. You know, he's got his uh, ticket punched all the way to the North Pole, all the way to yep. Final Tribal Council. <laughs> and so at final at, at, at the Tribal Council, Fabio calls out Sash at Tribal Council. It just makes him look so bad. <laughs> and then he's going to make the right move anyway. It's going to be three votes for Holly, one vote for Sash. 100% the right move. Holly has to go or she wins. Yeah. And uh, again, first time Derek watching through this, I wasn't sure how bitter the jury was going to be because I still think that among everybody left in the game, Sash played the most strategic game. And a lot of people on the jury were young people and they saw that. They know what Sash had to go through in order to get here. So depending on, like, you know, maybe if this is Millennials versus Gen X and, you know, Sash has a smidge of charisma outside of the edit, maybe Sash can win this uh, if it's not a bitter jury. Well, so I told Ryan... If it's a if it's not a bitter jury, maybe it is a better move to take out Sash. But given the fact that Holly seems like is very well liked and hasn't burned bridges, it's the safe move regardless to take out Holly here. You just need to give it more thought if they're not bitter. Uh, so I think I was right on both accounts. It was just like, you know, how yeah. far is it leaning in one direction? 
real quick to talk about the bitter juries things, I just want to go ahead and just remind everybody that I, I kind of reject the idea of the bitter jury. I think that's blaming the jury for your own faults as a player. So I just want to say I, I don't like the phrase bitter jury. I, I consider this one a little bit more of a bitter jury just because they seem mad at both Chase and Sash for just different reasons. Like they're mad at Chase for, you know, flip-flopping and playing just this weird game. And they're mad at Sash for just playing really hard, I, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, so it's almost like they're defaulting just to Fabio because they liked him and he didn't really seem to have a whole lot of strategy to it. So that, that's the only reason why I, I put this jury, because uh, I do agree with you, Ryan, that I, I don't really like the label too much, but I think that this is one of the few cases where they do start leaning towards the bitter side a little bit more. Uh, and then just real quick before we move on, I did want to mention just because we we dismissed it and frowned against it before just moving to tribal council, we saw Sash talking to Fabio, basically lying to him and saying, yeah, I would have brought you. We have said that in the past where that is okay to do and that that's good to do under certain certain circumstances. He just hasn't done that very well. And Fabio almost has a, the, the type of personality where he is able to approach these other two people that are still in the game to then go against Sash's story and believe it. That's the important part is believing it against Sash. Yeah, because he's got no believability. Everything he says sounds like a lie. Yeah, so I just wanted to make sure that it was noted that uh, it, it, we, all, usually when we uh, bring things up on the podcast, there's always uh, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. You got to be better than Sash. The only thing else that I want to talk about this final tribal council, but it, you know, it goes back to these interactions between Sash and Fabio. Fabio confirms right after the, you know, there's a, a commercial break after this part at the, the first tribal or the first confessional back at camp. He's like, I wanted to be a little bit performative for the jury. I yep. wanted to show them that I knew what was going on because everyone has been kind of accusing me of not being in on everything and not having a clear understanding, which I believe at times has been true. But I do think that his reputation has been one that would not lend itself to his aid in understanding what's going on in the game. So by sitting there and basically saying like, Sash, did you lie to me? <laughs> of course you did. Chase, why don't you tell him what you told me? Holly, can you confirm? And so he gets to sit there. And I think that this might actually be the moment where Fabio wins the game. Sure. Um, you know, like I, I know Holly has to go home, but... Fabio still has to beat Chase, who, you know, he's made a lot of dumb moves, but he's made a lot of dumb moves sort of by necessity when other people have forced him into stupid situations. As bad of a, as a survivor player as Chase is at times, he could be so much worse, and he does have some chops. Yep. I think this just proves that Fabio, the one deficiency that people can poke in his game very easily is that he's stupid and aloof. He's saying, maybe, but not nearly as badly as you mm -hmm. thought. Yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot of social or not. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of strategic moves from Fabio. Uh, this might be his, one of his only ones. Yep. Uh, and he chose the perfect time to do it. Mm -hmm. Puts on a little bit of a show. Josh, best player of the final four. For that reason, I'm going to go with Fabio. Along with, you know, winning immunity when he probably would be the one going home. Yep. It's Fabio. Yep. Absolutely. Fabio. Worst player? Take pity on uh, past Josh because once again, I said there was none. Incorrect. The correct answer is Sash because he looked so bad in front of the jury. Uh, the right person went home, uh, but there can still be a worse player of the episode. And I think past Josh was confusing that a little bit here. 
I know that Sash looked really dumb, but at this point I had felt like the damage to Sash's game had already been done. I still go with Sash, but I want to spend more time talking about the dishonorable mention of Chase. I feel like burning the Holly Bridge right now rather than taking out someone a little bit, you know, seedier like uh, Sash, he might lose Holly's vote. Um, he's not going to. He's he's not going to, but I, you know, in the moment I had thought that he might, so I wanted to give a dishonorable mention. I know there's only two people that I can give it to. I don't think either of them played particularly well or the situation was particularly beneficial for either of them. But I will say they, they both have to take out Holly. Even if Fabio doesn't win immunity, they should take out Holly. That's the right move. It, it is. Because and I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have either. Because if you're in an alliance with people and you played a very similar game, like the three of them played together for a long time, well, the most likable person is going to win. So you want, you'd rather go with Fabio, who played a different game, and at least you have that argument. And, like, and, and you just hope they respect your game more. Derek, you lost your winner pick right at the end. Right at the so end. Close. So uh, Josh is Sash, and I have Fabio. Who was your new winner pick? And I told you about this going into it. I was like, you know, if, if Holly goes tonight, it's Fabio, 100%. And I want to go into the meta a little bit because we, uh, I don't, I don't want to call it the meta, actually. It's into the edit. Jeff, a few episodes ago, out of nowhere, like nobody, you know, nobody said nothing. And then Jeff spends an entire previously on Survivor dunking on Chase as though he was the hellish reincarnation of Jean Robert. And he's just like, ouch, Chase is an idiot. Chase is a dumbass. Chase is an idiot. Chase is stupid. And this is another dumb thing that Chase did. And I'm like, Chase is dumber than a bag of hammers. Why? Why? Like, Chase is not making all of the best moves, and he has burned a lot of bridges, but we have never spent an entire previously on Survivor dunking on one person like this. So immediately my thought was like, okay, why? Seasons 19 and 20 just happened, and someone who a lot of people thought should have won those seasons did not. And for similar reasons, I would suspect, so Jeff is trying to set the audience's expectation, Chase is not playing as well as you think he is based on the jury's perception, and go. So I knew I couldn't pick Chase. I absolutely wasn't going to pick Sash. That leaves me with one option. It's got to be Fabio. So... Thanks, Jeff. You know, I, I was already spoiled, but you would have spoiled it anyway. Yeah. So let's go move on to the, the finals. Uh, final shop of counsel, opening statements. Chase wants really hard questions, and he says he will always be honest. Okay. Fabio says he was himself. He turned it up to 11 when he needed to and didn't backstab anyone. Okay. Yep. If he can back it up, that's good. Uh, and he can. <laughs> Sash says he the friendships he made were real and went beyond alliances. Which is great, except Chad, Sash has no charisma. He has no friends. <laughs> this, was, this was painful, and I don't think it was this bad the first time I watched it, but just knowing now like how, what the result ends up being, this just seems so like cookie-cutter of what someone should say at Final Tribal. Just, I appreciate it. I hope we can all be friends afterwards. I'm going to own up to my game, but I'm still going to apologize at the same time so that we have good relationship, yada, yada, yada. If you look up the definition of a game bot in Survivor, Sash might be the picture. Game bot. He's a robot who plays the game. Emphasis on the bot part. Yep. Yeah. So Brenda criticizes Sash for making so many alliances, which Sash apologizes for, but says it was strategic. Again, we people have said this before and we phrased it. It's just Sash can't say it right. I was annoyed that he apologized to basically everyone. Leave that out and maybe it would be a little bit more genuine because you're not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then he criticizes Chase for turning on her. Chase actually 
just great. He's like, no, I did not. This was not like an easy thing to do. I tried to stick my neck out for you. I tried to keep people what people were backing out, and it just couldn't be done. I could not save you. I felt like he had really good receipts. Yes. Uh, so, and, and obviously Brenda agreed. I certainly agreed. You know, you need to be able to explain like, yeah, the game didn't go the way I wanted it to in that moment. Here's why. That's that's not me being a bad player. That's other people having really good moments in the game. But this is why. And he did a really good job. And Sash decides to butt in and say, Chase, I just feel like you could have done more to say Brenda. <laughs> And everyone's like, Sash, you could have played an idol on her. You can just shut up now. <laughs> I can trouble you for a warm glass of shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I, one of the best moments of Travel Council. Marty is up, and he's like, Chase, you are going to give out the Dumber Than a Bag of Hammers award. You can give it to any of the three of you or anybody on the jury, but you can't give it to me, Marty. Marty's never voting for Chase in a million years. So Chase is like, uh, that's a BS question because I think you're the only one who, here who deserves it, Marty. <laughs> the correct answer from Chase. Because you can't piss anybody else off and Marty is not going to vote for you. You might as well dunk on Marty. <laughs> I love I it. I mean, unless you turn it on and maybe like give it to Sash or someone like, or, or, or Fabio, I don't know. But and, I, and, it, it's so hard because we tell people not to, you know, insult the jury, including the person that's asking you the question even if this the chance that they give them the their vote is next to zero like it's so hard and well and i will say we've talked about this in the past the reason i think this is the perfect answer is if you're getting dunked on and someone's clearly not voting for you we tell you stop talking to that person you're now talking to everybody else mm -hmm. so now chase is saying like it's you and maybe it's like okay cool i'm talking to everybody else now like everyone marty and i we obviously are not friends. And maybe, maybe this helps swing Jane back over to his side. Yeah, because maybe. I'm sure Jane appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So I, I actually, I, I think the way Chase handled it was perfect. It was really it, funny, it, too. It was a question asked in bad faith, but I think it ended up being a net positive for Chase. So oh. good on Chase. He proved that he is not, in fact, as dumb as a bag of hammers, and I never thought that he did. He just makes some really weird moves sometimes. Chase has a great Final, final Trouble Call yes, performance. It's, he earned some votes here. Like, I think a lot of people think he's drawing dead going into this, or maybe just maybe one vote. He wins some votes here. I and, thought that. My first time watching. And the fact, uh, Neonk and Purple Kelly are here, and they both vote for Fabio. If this quitter's rule is in effect, Chase is the winner of Survivor Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. I want a recount. <laughs> in an alternate universe, Chase is the winner of Survivor Nicaragua, which is crazy. <laughs> Holly wants to hear Chase's best solo strategic move. And while this may be true... And I, I do think this is Chase, might be Chase's best solo strategic move. He talks about the pre-jury stuff. He talks about Shannon. He talks about turning on Shannon. He he left a majority alliance with people who he didn't like or trust to join a minority alliance of people who he did like and trust. There there is something there, but it's don't bring up the pre-merge. No one cares. But what's interesting, he didn't really have a good answer to give post-merge because he did kind of ride the waves, and when he was in a decision-making position he ended up letting other people drive so that that is a hole in chase's strategic game you're saying chase has holes in his game chase has holes in his game chase rice survivors chase rice. chase rice has holes in his game listeners who don't get it yet you will by the end of this podcast yes. we'll explain it later <laughs> but hey it's good enough for holly she votes for him so purple kelly asks sash how he outplayed everyone how did you do it and Sash says, like, yeah, I guess I'm hearing this wasn't the most popular strategy, but I made an alliance with everyone. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I kind of appreciate the honesty from Sash. That was the move. 
honestly, well, the, the honesty part of it, yeah, good. I think that he could have ramped this up, yeah, like tenfold. I, I think that this was Sash's opportunity, along with one other time later. Uh, I think when uh, Alina yep. asked him a question, where that was his chance to really say why he was better than the other two because he actually made more strategic moves and really put the the other two just under because you know they had so many other flaws in their game non strategically. I think, and we have to remember, Final Tribal goes on longer yeah. than you know what we see. I was flabbergasted that we didn't once hear from Sash that his two closest alliance members at that point in the game quit at the same time, leaving him as a lone wolf in the middle of a bunch of, like, hungry people. Yeah, he needed to go more in-depth and really talk through. Like, this is the moment. Explain everything. Make yourself sound good. And And maybe it did, but it was cut. You got to frame it in two halves. You could say this was the Sash prior to losing two close alliance members and ever since then i have been in survival mode and i did what i needed to do i think and and then what you do is you look at nayanka and you and kelly and you say i understand why you guys felt you had to leave the game and i respect that i get it you left me in a very difficult position i'm not saying that you owe me your votes but you have to respect that i still managed to get here without you yep you know that that that's something that I think that he should have played into, and if he did, we should have been shown it. I think that would have been more emotionally gripping. But for someone drawing dead, especially for something like Mortgage Gate, maybe they have to leave the best We're parts not of his answers around. Good. We're not going to see anything good. Yeah, yeah, and that would require Sash to have, uh, like you said, charisma and empathy towards the two quitters, and I don't think that's going to happen. You know, Sash might have empathy. I don't know, but uh, he definitely doesn't have the charisma. <laughs> Nayanka asks hey was like seeing your mom for that brief moment on the reward challenge was that what got you give you the fuel to keep going and fabio gets really emotional in the answer to that question i think that endears him to some people as well including nayanka who's gonna vote for fabio who saw that one coming not me and could be the difference maker yeah like, it's it takes one person here to flip that's I, all i think it's nayanka i do i think she is the swing it's crazy i don't get it Last one we to talk about is Alina. She kind of basically gives people open forums. At first, she says she doesn't want to vote for Fabio because he's a boy, not a man, and she wants to vote for a man, whatever. But Chase and Sash point out Fabio usually didn't know what was going on. Like, yeah, he played dumb to not, like, piss anybody off, and he did know more than he was letting on, but he didn't know everything. Chase gets called wishy-washy, and he's like, I wasn't wishy-washy. I was leaving my options open, so that way if an alliance was sunk, I wasn't. I had a way to get out. It's a great answer. Fabio rebuttals with like, Chase, you tried to play the game where you didn't piss anybody off or make any any enemies. You failed. I succeeded. It's like, dang. They all went ham on this. And it was a really, really my favorite answer of the whole Final Tribal Council. I I think it was Fabio's best moment in Final Tribal Council from a strategic point of view. Or if you want to talk about actual effect on other people within the game. And he was not even asked that question. He chimed in. Um, I'm not usually for interrupting to say your piece, but sometimes you have to insert yourself. That's Survivor. And I think he does that here. He proves that he's not just a boy playing the game. He has something to say, and it's worth hearing. Especially when she's the last person that's going to be asking questions. Like, you need to, especially, and especially since that last person passes over you immediately at the beginning. It's like, well, this is my last chance, so go for it. Might as well. What do you got to lose? 
A million uh, dollars? A million dollars. This is a really good Final Trouble Council, I thought. Like, shockingly good. Yeah, overall, yeah. So, Fabio's going to end up winning with five votes. Chase gets four. Sash gets zero. The four votes are Alina, Brenda, Holly, and Jane. I'll vote for Chase. Everyone else votes for Fabio. And Fabio's the winner survivor in Nicaragua. So, I guess that, that leaves us a question. Who would we have voted for in this case? I'll start. And... First, I'm going to start with something. I don't know if this is a hot take in the Survivor community or if anyone in the Survivor community has even thought of this. Of all the seasons of Survivor that I have seen, Fabio is the, by dictionary definition, most honorable winner I've ever seen. Before, Tom Westman held this crown, and for good reason. But Tom Westman needed to get crafty with his buddy Ian several times to get out of really weird situations. He had to backstab some people by very nature of being out of the loop sometimes and making some really silly votes. Fabio truly didn't have the opportunity to backstab a single person. I can't even think of anybody in the pre-merge that he had an opportunity to backstab. He wore his heart on his sleeve from day one, for better or for worse, whether it made him look smart or whether it made him look dumb. He, uh, I already mentioned he didn't need to backstab anybody, and then everyone knew that he was super likable, and what did he do? He won three individual immunities on his way to final tribal council, which is typically the only way that a Tom Westman or a Terry Dietz or someone else like that is going to win is by doing that he's the most honorable winner i've ever seen in survivor i still have a couple seasons left to go i i wonder if anyone is going to pass him but like congratulations you've done it um you know get out of here with your honor and integrity but i wouldn't be able to go in and question fabio's at all i would find a different reason to possibly not vote for him i don't think i could i i would probably vote for uh vote for fabio depending on how i felt about chase he didn't do much in the post-merge and uh, while I respect the pre-merge stuff, I would probably focus more on post-merge and give it to Fabio for that impressive run. For me, Fabio has the best physical and social game. Sash probably is the best strategic game. I vote for Fabio. Yeah, I'd probably have to go by default to Fabio just because I would really need to feel what it would be like, you know, voting for either Chase or Sash. Uh, because those two, the things that really came down to it was the social side of it. Uh, and since I'm not really able to give that great of a perspective on the two of them, uh, I feel like almost have to default to to Sash because of that. The one really big drawback that it's it's really hard for me to get over is that I don't think that he really made that many good moves. Like there were a, a couple of like tiny ones here and there that just kind of happened because of his personality. I don't know if they were very purposeful on his part and planned out on his part, but sometimes you don't need that. And we've seen it before with other winners, too, that, you know, you just have minor, uh, like, little micro moments in the sure. game that end up being strategic, that influence the game. And Fabio kind of lands himself in that same realm. So it, it's almost like, yeah, I guess I'll go with Fabio. Do I love it? No. But, <laughs> you know, I also wouldn't love voting for the other two. So Sure. Reunion show. Terry Bradshaw's here. Talk about Jimmy Johnson. Iconic. Uh, Jane wins fan favorite by the largest margin ever. We get the new quitting rule. We already talked about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Chase Rice. <laughs> He's here. So, so this is hilarious. So Chase Rice has gone on from this, for those of you who don't know, who, to be a very successful country mu- music star. Uh, he even, like, guest starred on an episode of The Bachelor. Like, he's he was just in Fargo for a concert a couple days ago. We didn't know if Derek knew that or not. Josh and I both knew that. So we were originally planning on kidnapping Derek and taking him to this Chase Rice concert 
without him knowing who it was. But that just wasn't going to work out. But a couple of days ago, Derek texted us like, wait, the Chase Rice? <laughs> Country guy Chase Rice? <laughs> the, the story is funny. I was just scrolling through my Facebook feed and all of a sudden I got an advertisement. Chase Rice playing concert at Fargo Brewing Company and I was staring at his face and I was like, I know this man. <laughs> Because he he's, looks a he, lot different yeah, now. Yeah, he, you know, he's aged 10 years. He's got a full beard and a cowboy hat on. And I was like, I, Chase, Chase. And then I was like, oh, that's that Chase Rice guy. He, yeah, he's the one who uh, played on that one season of The Bachelor that I watched. Oh, yeah, he dated one of the Bachelorette contestants because he was on... Wait, there was, there was a Chase who played Survivor who became a country music star. Who do I know on Survivor named Chase? Oh, my, I'm watching this right now. Like, I had a whole, like, blue line metro rail with all these stations in my train of thought that I had to lead back there and get to. And I messaged them immediately. I'm like, oh, my. How? How did did I get three episodes before the finale without figuring out this is Chase Rice? Josh appropriately just, like, messages back, LOL, LOL, LOL. Because clearly they've been laughing at me this whole time. 100% true, yes. You'll you'll catch it if you listen back in the Uh, pre-merge. You'll catch one or two instances of us just going, Survivor's Chase Rice. Gosh, it's it, it's it, it's a good joke. It's a good joke, and I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so cle- Derek has known that this is like the Chase Rice for about three days now, and that's <laughs> yeah, it. Clear, and that's it. Clearly, I'm showing my whole butt right now. <laughs> I, I do not listen to country music typically. Um, I've got absolutely no problems with it, but I had no idea who Chase Rice was, and today I do. Yeah, um, when I when I first watched this season, Ryan like mentioned like, yeah, he's he's actually a decent star now. And I went and I looked. I'm like, oh, that guy. <laughs> like, I know him. I had, I had heard it, but like, I just went to you know Spotify and like went to his top hit. I'm like, oh, like I really like this is a very popular song right now. Uh, so it was just it was just really cool to yep. to see. I guarantee you, if you haven't heard a song by Chase Rice, you've definitely heard some, there's a few very famous ones that were written by him. He didn't perform, like Florida Georgia, Florida Georgia Line has a bunch of songs written by him. Guarantee you, you've heard a song written by Chase Rice. I also wanted to note one other thing. Uh, looking at his Wikipedia in order, it's his intro bio, his early life and education, followed by Survivor, then followed by his country music career. Yeah. So let's all just acknowledge what came first here. Survivor's Chase Rice, not country music's Chase Dang Rice. Dang right. I don't think he'd like that too much, but uh, but Jeff Probst lets him sing a song as they're going to break. This is And yeah. this is before he was big, so it's kind of funny. Now, he specifically does say that Survivor did not influence his music career whatsoever. I don't know about, enough about the country music scene to comment. Me neither. Last thing with the reunion show, Jeff tries so hard to get us hyped up for season 22 redemption island we'll talk about that a little bit more later but he jeff is trying to get us hyped for it (laughs) it failed (laughs) hey don't 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 say that yet don't tarnish derek's don't 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 worry i have even though i'm not I, i guess i don't even really know who the winner is in redemption island like as soon as i see the cast list i'll know right i i i understand we're at that point now but like I've only heard generally bad things about the season of Redemption Island, and that was before I went, like, spoiler-free. Yeah, because people only have bad things to say about Redemption Island. Mostly, mostly bad things. We'll see. It's not a complete zero, I'll say that. All right, let's wrap up the season, huh? 
Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about best and worst player of the season. A reminder, we only include the people who made the merge. So the final 12, who are our best and worst players of the season? Derek, who do you got for best? Uh, for best, I gave it to my penultimate winner pick, Holly. You know, really rough uh, day five start. But ever since then, I feel like she played nearly flawless Survivor. Um, and granted, a lot of that was playing from the top, but she had moments where she had to bond with the young people in order to make sure that she was safe after the tribe swap. She did it perfectly. She was able to take on a motherly role without taking on like too motherly of a mm-hmm. role. She made it all the way to uh, top four uh, against the best interests of her alliance members at the time. And, you know, had she won that immunity and gone, she would have won. So she was one step away, I believe, from winning the whole thing. Hell, if. If Chase or Sash had won, I think she would have gone on to win. Yeah, absolutely. she's my best as well. Yeah, Holly. Yeah, past Josh ended up giving it to Fabio, but I think it was more that I wasn't a huge Holly fan. Uh, my first watch around, I think I was really annoyed by her early on in the season, and that just kind of bled through towards the end of the game. Uh, so I probably wasn't giving her a very fair shake uh, as far as awards go. Uh, I think at this point, I would give it to Holly uh, just because. I see a little bit more of the flaws in Fabio's game. And just because he wins doesn't mean that he's the best player this season. So uh, I would also give it to Holly in the present day. I'm a worst player of the season. Oh, this one's easy. It's Nayanka. Yeah, it's Nayanka. Uh, she, she was the Russell hands of the season before quitting. And if there's one thing that guarantees you'll never win the game, it's quitting. I understand the circumstances can vary and sometimes they're legitimate. But like you played a Russell hands game until you quit. So like I don't feel all that badly for you because you weren't winning anyway. Uh, so I say it's Nayanka. She's got no social grace whatsoever. 100% Nayanka. Yep. I uh, didn't give it to her in the pre-merge because I, I gave it to Dan, uh, but Nayanka actually did something good in the pre-merge. Uh, yep. Nothing in the post-merge. No, no so not really. Her. Yeah, Nayanka. All right, uh, Derek, was there anything in Jeff Watch you wanted to address? Other than what I mentioned about taking an entire previously on Survivor to dunk on Chase for no reason other than to set the expectations for the audience. Jeff seemed very strict. I don't know. He seemed to not enjoy this cast or this season nearly as much as, you know, maybe even the previous two or three. Um, I'm not saying we're back to like season 17, Jeff, where he's like moments from quitting, but I will say he seemed a little bit more uh, like checked out this season. I think that's fair. Um, Though I will say when those juicy moments came up, I loved where he's like, Dan, you better tell me what you just started to say, or I'm going to keep digging. He kept it professional. Yeah. Even if he wasn't always having fun, he was still professional. Yep. Unlike Gabon. <laughs> yep. And, you know, as always, you know, I think he was perhaps a little too harsh on the quitters, especially given the circumstances, but he knew how the audience was going to perceive the quitters, and so he kind of played it up for them. And, you know, his first and foremost role is that of a showman, so I, I'm not too angry at him for that. And I cannot emphasize how strong the backlash was against those two, especially Nayaka. It was huge. I, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, weather report. So one thing that they don't really tell you, or I guess one thing they don't show you, but they do tell you in the reunion show, is how cold it was in Nicaragua, like particularly at night and during the rain. You know, rain is a horrible detrimental effect. There were a couple nasty storms that obviously got two people to full-on quit after nearly making them quit. But that temperature 
with the joint pain, particularly with Nayanka, couldn't have helped. I know that they were hard off for food for a while, mostly because they burned a lot of it themselves. We had the big washout from the hill in the preseason or in, in the pre-merge. Overall, I'm going to say this was probably a harder season weather-wise to, to try and get through. So kudos to everyone who was able to do it. Yeah, that's generally the reputation. Um, I don't know that it was the hardest, but like top five, I would say. I'd say it's, yeah, definitely towards the hard run. Josh, memorability consultant. Josh is the, always the one who tells us what the most memorable moment of the se- season is. In the pre-merge, you selected the Medallion of Power as the most memorable moment of the season. Uh, we'll see if that ends up winning. Let's start in the post-merge. What is the most memorable mo- moment of the post-merge? Yes, and uh, the much like the memes, the moments are flowing here. Uh, <laughs> so my top two, I'm, I'm going to narrow it down to two here. Uh, my top two from the post-merge is the double quit. That, that's very obvious. And then the, the second one is in the reunion show of Chase Rice. <laughs> Chase Rice. And I, I guess I should, I should ask, other than those two, are there any other nominees? No, my pick's the double quit. Yeah. I think it has to be. Other than you, you could do the reward moment where Nayank is like, no, nah, I'm going to go on the reward. But that's more just funny to me. I think what you're going to remember is maybe that double quit episode yeah. or that moment. Yeah, I think that definitely makes it from the post-merge. I, you know, I love me some good Chase Rice, but uh, uh, that's almost just living on after uh, Survivor <laughs> rather than a moment in the season. And much like that, uh, the one, the winner from the pre-merge was the Medallion of Power for that same reason, is because it's just a joke. <laughs> uh, so I think that the double quit has to trump that in the post-merge for the season overall. So moment of the season going with the double quit. Most popular, memorable moment we've ever had, probably. <laughs> uh, for memes, I would say that Purple Kelly's existence has to be the most memorable moment, or at least the one that lives on most casually in the average Survivor uh, fan's uh, lexicon. Yeah, for for memeiest meme of the season, I don't know if it would be the Medallion, po- Medallion of Power, Purple Kelly, or Chase Rice. I mean, you know, when you hear about the Purple Edit all the time, like, Purple Kelly has indirectly had a very lasting impression on Survivor fans lexicon true. it's true all right last thing we have to do is the season rankings we're gonna figure out where nicaragua falls in our 21 season ranking i'll go first because i'm ends ready starting with palau pearl islands tokachines vanuatu micronesia china borneo amazon fiji guatemala panama samoa africa australia gabon marquesas nicaragua the last season i like uh continuing on to heroes versus villains cook islands all-stars thailand and so where would that rank for you so far through 21, uh, 21 17th place. Whew. You know, it's going to, every single time you list off your season rankings, it's going to throw me off every single time that you finish off, you know, like, Oh, this is where the season is. And on to heroes versus villains. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, Josh, your turn. All right. So for mine going from the top, <clears throat> make it drop. Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicaragua. No, China. Pearl Islands, Micronesia fans versus favorites, Heroes versus Villains, Token Chains, Palau, Amazon, Vanuatu, Borneo, Australia, Guatemala, Fiji, Panama, Africa, Samoa, Cook Islands, then Nicaragua. Ooh, same spot. Oh, is it? Nice. Yeah, 17th place. Followed by Gabon, Marquesas, All-Stars, and Thailand. I think it ended up being kind of like what you said earlier, is that this is a very Gabonish season. I just overall like this cast more than the Gabon cast, and I think that really helped. All righty. Well, do you know what the beauty of these uh, season rankings are? It doesn't matter how you viewed it. Wherever you put it is where you put it. It's kind of like Ryan and I, our favorite movie is Twister. Objectively, is it the greatest movie of all time? 
Absolutely yes. not. <laughs> but is it my favorite? Yes, it is. Nicaragua is going to be kind of like that. Spoiler, it's not my number one. But it's certainly going to be quite a bit higher because I love myself a good meme. And I can't tell you how much I laughed watching this season being spoiled on nothing but the winner. And this this will be the memory, the feeling that carries forward with me. I will remember Nicaragua as the funniest season of Survivor that I've seen in a long time. With that said, starting at the top, Micronesia fan versus favorites, followed by China, Palau, Heroes versus Villains, Token Sheens, Pearl Islands, Amazon, Vanuatu, Guatemala, Australia, and coming in at number 11, Survivor Nicaragua. Followed by Fiji, Exile Island, Borneo, Gabon, Africa, Cook Islands, Samoa, All-Stars, Marquesas, <laughs> and Thailand. So, you know, we're... we're what is out- going on? <laughs> Madness. We are outside of the top 10. It will never be a top 10 <laughs> season of Survivor by very rule of thumb. <laughs> but I can't explain to you guys how much fun it was to reverse engineer this entire season knowing nothing about it except the winner pick. It, well, I'm glad you liked it, Derek. It turned the whole thing into a giant meme. I would recommend everyone to watch this season through that lens. Sure. Like, just go back and be like, I know nothing. Fabio wins somehow. It it was truly a fever dream. It was the gas leak season. Um, this is to Survivor what season seven and eight of Game of Thrones is. Like, if you're on Reddit, this is yeah. our free folk. This is our prequel memes. This is all of that nonsense. And honestly, we should have more Nicaragua memes outside of Purple Kelly and the Medallion of Power. Probably should. Okay, so uh, that's it for Nicaragua. Next up will be 22 Redemption Island. No one's favorite season. Challenge we'll accepted. see, Derek. Yeah, d- yeah. D- don't don't tempt Derek with that. Derek, you've seen two of these people play before. Uh, no, it's, I'm sorry, three three of these people play before. So we'll see what you think of it. We're gonna go watch the premiere here shortly. So you can follow us on Twitter at Castaway Pod and on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok, and all that YouTube. Fun stuff. Guys, anything else before we sign off here? I got nothing. Believe it or not, watch this season. Watch it. I'm glad you loved it, Derek. I, I mean, I like the season. I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted. Please message me where you would rank. Like, you know, don't give me a number because I don't want to know where all the other yeah. seasons rank. Of the first 21. But like of the first 21 seasons, where do you guys have Nicaragua? Because I feel like I have this just bafflingly high. Uh, but, you know, Ryan has heroes versus villains in his bottom tier. So we're all allowed to be weird. There's yep. no rules when it comes there's, to ranking. There's no rules here. All right. This has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night.